0: Do not adjust
1: your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast.
2: uh
0: welcome everybody
2: for the night you know what that means it is time for the mark Porter podcast part of the Shining wizards network live on youtube twitter Facebook. it is man uh i hope y'all have a good night last night we got my form here. Hello, hello. It's uh a good
3: Yeah, it's big business. I
2: don't know if I've ever seen
3: that one. I'm not sure if I've seen the full thing, I've seen more bits and pieces back in the day.
0: Alright. Well,
2: I'll take it. We got Asian Joe. Good evening.
4: How you guys I doing? Apparently, I right? apparently wore the right sweatshirt today.
2: Well, come on. We know you threw it on right before we started and it's okay. What is it? I see the the Bruins? Get out of here. I mean, that's the wrong sweatshirt always. Yeah. We're being I'm
0: on. I'm for a good deal.
4: What was the deal? I don't know, it was cheap. It
0: was- <laughs>
4: It looked cool. it's you no. Know, it's one of the story franchises of the league
2: When we went to what was it pre-pandemic, right before the pandemic, when we went to Baltimore for Ring of Honors, Free Enterprise. Yeah, that's the one. Free Enterprise. They had a whole bunch of stuff for sale outside. It was like a sidewalk sale where they were just trying to get rid of like as much shit as they could, which is great. Uh, I got a Dalton Castle crew neck uh, that looks like a Christmas sweater. And it it says boys, boys, boys all over it, like in certain places. It was maybe like a $10 sweatshirt down from like 50 So I was like, that's a deal. And it just looks fantastic. So I'm with you there. But there are certain lines I won't cross, like Boston mm-hmm. Bruins. uh you yeah,
3: so, can't wear a boston browns
2: no no so gentlemen how's everybody doing saturday night was uh was a good time i hear
3: yes Saturday night was a party it was wild we got insane
2: if you're not checking out the saturday night collider cast you should be so make sure you go check it out live on saturday nights asian joe and ryan are watching along with collision and talking about Rampage and everything else that gets brought up during that show. And um, every once in a while they'll have a special guest, so that's fun. So make sure you check it out. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Um other than that, any uh any of you guys do anything fun over the weekend? Not
3: really, to be quite honest, no. <laughs>
2: well, you were you're still coming down from vacation mode right over the weekend yes, well,
3: over th- i'm pretty down at this point once uh once you have to go back to work it it all goes away
2: sure that's pretty fast uh joe what about you anything anything you were getting into over the weekend
4: it was pretty quiet um yeah it's pretty quiet sold some shoes such about it okay you sold shoes, yeah, I do that sometimes locally to a a store in town, oh okay, so it wasn't on the
2: private on the private market you uh you sold to a third party store,
4: yes, would you sell something something good, or I don't know, just things that have been sitting on my shelf, taking up space that I hadn't worn, and you no, know, sometimes you need some extra money, I'm trying to to reach your levels. What size shoe are you? Turn half.
2: Oh, I was going to say, we were the same shoe size. You could hit me up. Maybe we could transact, but we're not close. I have a small foot for my height. Well, see, my problem is my foot is wide, so I require a longer shoe. Yeah. But I look like Sideshow Bob because I'm just wearing
4: long shoes. You have one of those Lego brick feet?
2: yeah i mean i might as well be like kevin in the office wearing tissue boxes on my feet mm-hmm. like that would be much better not for support but for width certainly mm-hmm. certainly better those uh those air force ones does i got to do a 13 because i need the width
0: Ooh. i need those the
2: width run those, those running to begin with i the last shoe i bought in any width it was like when it was new balance it was a 4e 4e yeah it's really wide got fucked up feet well um what else happened over the weekend uh did did either of uh did either of you watch the grammys like i did and then realize you don't know anything about music anymore
4: i didn't watch the grammys i could tell you that much I watched for about a half hour or so,
2: I mean, what else are you gonna do on a Sunday night? There's no football, there's no baseball. there's nothing on I uh,
4: not watch the Grammys. You could read a book, you could watch a movie you could yeah. I don't know I did letters. watch
2: I did watch curb your enthusiasm and uh what's it? True detective uh night country i think it is a new one i don't know uh but yeah the grammys i uh i had no idea who almost everybody was uh i knew tracy chapman she sang fast car with that country guy that was good i knew Joni mitchell but that was sad everybody else was like who the hell is this
4: i i didn't realize she was still with us
2: yeah she's like almost died apparently like four times uh so she just sat in a chair and they turned her around i say a chair it was like a throne and It slowly turned her around but how, uh, her voice how was, checked,
0: uh, uh
4: the billy joel performance how was that
2: um i mean the new song is like a billy joel song you know it wasn't
4: 80s doo joel we only so, play uptown girl that's all we do we only, we only play uptown girl
2: we are uptown. We only
4: you 80s, Joel. Why don't
2: you take you, you and your whore wife and get out of here? You screwed my nut. Um, Yeah, it was okay, Joe. It was classic Billy Joel. Like it sounded like a Billy Joel song. Mm. But here's the crazy part. So then they gave away the final award. I think Taylor Swift won, whatever. And then. They, um, they, uh, they had him perform one more time. Um, and I don't remember, I don't remember the name of the song, but it was classic Billy Joel. It was like, uh, a song that you, you would know they play it all over the radio. It's, it wasn't piano man or anything like that, but it was, it was a classic Billy Joel song. And at the end of it, they like pull out or they go to a wide shot and the place is fucking empty he's not even off stage or finished yet the place is emptied out it looked bad it looked real bad but yeah i see people saying oh ven uh vengeance day was that really the name of it uh, was right, that was what i watched on sunday that's right yeah there's no chance i'm watching that uh,
0: good wrestling
2: no i'm I have no interest. I'm not gonna watch it. There's other stuff that I have interest in that I don't even watch. Like the New Japan stuff. Everybody's like, you should watch New Japan. I'm like, I'll get on that. And I'm like, I never do. I just knew there was no shot. Um Ryan, are you mourning for uh Carl Weather's passing? I mean it's I'm very important to, it's very important to Philadelphia.
0: I mean he was kind of an enemy
3: but, and then a friend, so like a frenemy,
2: but. I mean, he's responsible for showing Rocky how to find the eye of the tiger without him.
0: There's, there's no, no Rocky. Party.
3: Well, yeah, because he also gave Rocky the title shot because he thought he'd beat him easily.
2: And then gave him the rematch because he's like, it was a fluke. And then it wasn't a fluke. I have to address this because I see Scott George put this in the chat. Anti AEW man. That's not the case, Scott. The case is I don't watch NXT or go out of my way to watch uh, some of these other brands because I don't enjoy it. So I don't. I mean, and it's it. kind of the, the truth then. You only watch AEW. No, I've watched other stuff. I choose not to watch things I don't enjoy. So I chose not to watch NXT. Because it used to be good, and then it wasn't, and I'm not going back to it. Same thing with the WWE. I've sat and watched New Japan stuff, but I don't, like, catch everything. I don't watch all of Ring of Honor. I still haven't even seen the, what was it, Death Before Dishonor or Final Battle? I still haven't watched Final Battle from 2023. I mean, there's stuff I like that I don't watch. I didn't watch Collision from the weekend. I probably won't, and I watch AEW regularly. Oh, Scott George says he's playing off the piano, man, but that's okay. I just want to make sure it's not a it's
4: not a simp thing. You're not you're not an AEW shill.
2: No, because I've been critical of it before. I'll tell you when it sucks. Things certainly suck. Like Chris Jericho. That certainly sucks. Other things don't suck. Like the Young Bucks and Swerve and Hangman Adam Page. We're gonna talk about all that stuff. We're going to talk about all that
0: stuff. Uh, um, and then we'll talk about some news and notes. But I mean, I think we're I ready mean, to start talking about.
2: I think we're ready to start talking we, about timeline, unless somebody else has do something to. Do we want to just start
3: about. with the biggest news and note, though? The one that everyone's talking about? No. Why? Because it, it might be a good division in the show.
2: Trust me, the people who care about that aren't here. Like, okay. those people are over somewhere else watching it. I mean, okay. You want to talk about it? We can talk about it. They're going to Boston. I just feel like it's the biggest news of the night.
3: It's probably the biggest news of the, so far. Well, for AEW, I was going to say, because for every other company, it's not even close. But for AEW, probably the biggest news of the year.
2: That they're so doing far. a show in Boston called Big Business. Yes, which, which means
3: they have a Mercedes Monet.
2: Doesn't mean anything.
3: Yes, it does. They put in the own graphic Boston spelled with double S's in the money sign, which is her thing. It's in her colors. It's her. Like, there's, they're, not, they're doing exactly what they did with Punk. They're not even, tr- they're hiding
2: it, but they're not trying to. They're, it's there. But they didn't say it. It's not confirmed. It's... It was the announcement tonight that Mercedes Monet is signed to All Elite Wrestling? Are we really doing this? Ryan, you want to fucking talk about it? We're talking about it.
3: Are we really doing this or we're going to try to play that this isn't the case? She's
2: not coming. Ryan, is this a problem? Would you like to do this your way? I'll step out. You could talk about it the way you want to. I'm playing devil's advocate here. There's no devil. I mean, she's. I'm avoiding the
3: outside sources because you don't like them. And I'm just saying through their own stuff, they've given away back. that she's there. It's already
2: spoiled. I've seen it. Everybody fucking retweets everything as soon as it happens.
3: So she's there. They have her.
2: They haven't said it.
3: They've all but said it because they don't like to flat out say it. They like to build a little bit of the anticipation.
2: But am I wrong saying that they did not explicitly say they have Mercedes? This is the same thing that happened in Los Angeles. Am I wrong about that? not even
3: close to the same thing.
2: Joe, have a good show.
3: I'll
0: see you guys next week. Thanks. Uh, oh, what do you want to talk about? I'm waiting to see how long he gives us before he signs back
3: in. But if he's not, <laughs> but they they have I'm not like they do. They they put the like. Yeah, I don't have the picture up. But if you look over tickets, says Boston, B O money sign money sign T O N. That's her thing. It's in her colors. It's the biggest deal. I mean, they're they're rolling out the red the red carpet. They're doing exactly what they did with Punk, giving her giving her, her own show with her building of the anticipation. It it's this whole thing that they haven't done really for anyone else but him. Am I wrong? Is there any other wrestler that they rolled out this red carpet for? Hmm.
0: I'm trying to think of other big names that come in. Nothing, I can't think of anything that they've, uh, they've
4: gone out of their way this far ahead to allude to things, you know, with like the hometown booking and the graphics and the, you know, trying to tell people to read between the lines. Big G is
3: saying Sting, but no, Sting was a com- to- to- complete and total surprise. Yeah, he just showed up in the balcony. The coming, um, Again, well, I mean, Sting also, I wonder how Sting would be treated in today's world where they actually have audiences because he was during pandemic time. But this is quite literally the the, the same treatment they gave almost on the exact same way, which is letting all third-party sources report that it's her or it's that person, putting out the the graphic, and then... Putting enough. Scott George, Dan Allison was a complete surprise. Dan Allison was a complete surprise. Um, but you put out. I mean, they're they're counting on the. They're counting on her to sell out TD. You know, that's that's a twenty, close to twenty thousand seat, arena. They're counting on her to sell it out without ever actually saying her name. They're, this is literally the same treatment as Punk, except she doesn't even have a rampage. She's doing this on a dynamite. Like that's, she's getting their main show. I, I think this is as big of a deal for them as it is for, for as a, as anything they've
4: done. Is that and that's before Revolution or after Revolution? I forget when
0: Revolution. Is. After
4: Revolution. It's the show after, like that week after.
3: Yeah, or? that is the week. The week after Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering now. Uh, uh, No, no, it's uh two weeks after Revolution because Revolution's in February, right? No, it's in March. Is it? I don't remember the date because it's like right in the van.
0: Yeah,
4: you have until March to make. Okay, yeah. So yeah, no, it is. Then it's the week after. Um. So when you're, if if she's, if they have her show up at Revolution, or you know, no, no, I think this
3: is so. I think I think the first time you see her. Mm-hmm. Will be the beginning of dynamite. I think I literally think they're they're running the same uh, of the punk playbook. You're not gonna, you're, unless they feel like they're struggling to 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 sell uh sell tickets to to not sell tickets but sell buys or tickets. Well, they're not selling struggling selling tickets because they're sold out for revolution. So unless they feel like figure they're struggling to sell buys, there's no reason. But they're not going to struggle to sell buys. It's Sting's last match. No. You're going to get people who don't normally even watch buying just for Sting's last match. So they're going to, they're they're literally, this is the punk playbook. You, you announce it without announcing it. People in AEW have pretty much said it without saying it. Um, if you, you know, you follow their people along, you know, Sean Dean, Will Washington, those all guys have all put out something that basically says it again. They say it in their own graphic with the, the, the Boston thing. Um, and they, this is going to be a night basically about her, which is huge. I mean, I don't care what anyone says. Like, listen, AEW's, AEW's main complaint a lot of people have had it about AEW for the first five years of its existence has been its women's division. And they've been getting better over time. But it's... And so people have said, well, they brought in Athena. Now she's in ROH. They brought in Taya. She's in. She where is she? They brought in Soraya. Soraya was supposed to change it all. I think Soraya ran into a problem of she couldn't wrestle as much as they thought she could, like just near the amount of matches, which changes how big of an impact you can have. Um. So like, I don't, I can't compare Mercedes to these other wrestlers in terms of the impact she's going to have, because she's. They're going to be spending so much money on her. I mean, she's getting paid. You're not going to spend that much money and not put her on TV regularly. And she also quit WWE over poor women's booking. I know it had specifically to do with her tag title, but she very much cared about the division. So she's not going to sit silent. You're not going to piss off someone who you've paid
4: that much money. I think this is a huge step for the women's division. I'm, on paper, it will be until it plays out, and you know we can see you no know, the path and the story and the storylines lay out like play out as far as what they have in store for people. But uh, no, I mean, we've interested. seen steady improvement in the division anyway.
3: They're getting two matches on Colli- uh, Collision Weekly now, at least two back-to-back weeks. There, there's like three or four stories going on simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah, you I have Diana. Now you have Tony. You have rumors of Camille coming in, but like then you have Mercedes. Yeah, Mercedes, you know, who I, is one of the biggest stars in all of wrestling, not just women, just one of the biggest stars in all of wrestling. So I don't. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just an optimist who likes to cheer for the future. But I can't see. I can't fathom bringing her in to keep the
4: status quo. I guess is my my thought on that. Yeah. And I hope that's true. I hope, I mean, it looks like Tony is keeping his word about really putting emphasis on the women's division in 24. So no complaints. I mean, I'm happy so far. Yeah,
3: of course, she's been trolling the whole time with like her, all her teases of where she is and where she's not, which clearly she just likes to keep people talking. But yeah, I mean, and again, before he... Signed off and said like it has been spoiled that she signed and they've spoiled it themselves. I don't care what anyone says. That graphic gives it away. Um. So I'm um, like I said I'm very interested. I think this is there's not many wrestlers, men or women, out there that I'm like okay if you sign if a company signs them, that's a big deal. Now it's a bigger deal for a, her going to AEW than if she had went back to WWE because she had been there. She kind of was already there. This is a step a step up for. AEW in terms of the, like the amount of money, the treatment, the time. It's, it's, it's fascinating and, and she's crossover. I mean, she's been on the Mandalorian. She wants to do other acting, you know, that, that's something that, that I think other wrestlers are going to want to get into. So if you can view, I think the biggest knock AEW has always had not always, but I think one of the biggest knocks are just, uh, I don't want to say this when comparing WWE to AEW. One of the positives for WWE over AEW was that if you were a woman who wanted to act, or even a male, if you were either one, but if you wanted to act, you had to go to, WWE was your better bet. They had the pre-existing relationships, they had that whole pipeline. I'm not saying one wrestler makes or breaks, but it wouldn't hurt to have someone with like Mercedes come in and help establish those relationships where...
0: Now you can have a woman, you know, now you can have a wrestler, Not you can have a wrestler
3: make contacts with the, the entertainment industry so that other people can say, well, if I go to AEW, they now have the contact so I can, I can go act there too. It just changes how they'll, they'll be looked at by free agent. I mean, maybe it won't, maybe she's such a unique case that no one will change anything, but I just think, you know, I don't know. I think it's it's one it's an it's an interesting way of looking at things. Um, that's why I think she's a game. like I said, that's why, but also I just think someone's a game changer when by all description, she's getting paid a lot of money. And that they're rolling out the red carpet for this. The only other person they've done that for is punk. And for better or worse, punk changed the company. I mean, punk was before all the, the BS the highest of highs was when he just, just right after he signed. I mean, you just had good thing after good thing, after good thing. And it was all rolling well until he, you know, things went bad. So to me, it
0: says something that this is, you know, the only other, um, sorry, AEW released a gra- an updated graphic with just certain wrestlers and it has Orange Cassidy standing
3: under a streetlight. Um, Oh, so it's the biggest thing that she's she's the, the biggest, you know, I don't know. I, apparently, I might be, I'm on the island here, and you don't think it's as big of a deal as I do.
4: Maybe it's because it's been talked about so long now, and it's been, you know, a couple of weeks now where everyone kept saying, oh, she's AEW, she comes to AEW. We thought that she might be showing up a couple of weeks ago, you know. I, I feel like it's just like, you no, know, it's been built up so much now that it's I, for me, it's maybe not as exciting now because it's been a couple of weeks of this, uh, and I mean, they talked about how they kind of had to alter timelines and things like that because of you no know, coordinating when they wanted to have her debut due to a random you no know, things in their control and things not in their control.
3: Yeah, apparently, so, her injury took longer to heal than I think yeah. I expected
4: so I think just it's, it's just all the 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 forecast of it was so far out that of where she's gonna land that it it took away the um you know the initial like pop of oh my gosh, like she's actually gonna come over here and and change a w yeah i i mean I, I i
3: agree i mean she like um i i get where you i mean i get what you're saying that that they they did. It has been talks about a lot i think with the reason i'm where i'm at with it is just the fact that they did truly roll they are truly rolling out through a car before yeah i think i wouldn't feel the same if they were just like hey come watch dynamite in spokane washington on the 13th if things you know there's going to be a lot of money thrown around or something like, then i would have been like all right you're just you're, you're you're not this is literally the same treatment as punk and, I'm, and i think that's and this is the first we've seen just to the extent they're willing to go for it. Um, That's where I guess it's sticking out to me is that like she is getting his treatment and, and that's significant. I think it'd be, I think another reason it's significant to me is because he is the only reason he's the only other one I should say that got that treatment. So I think that's what's sticking out to me too, is that it's just the two of them. Um, Now, I don't know if there's what the deal is with Okada. If Okada comes in and gets his own um, Rainmaker It's raining dynamite or something. I might feel like, well, this is a little less special then. But if it really is just like her and Punk, that's a high level. That's a a high level of treating someone.
4: Well, should we talk about something we do know for certain? What's that? the uh the outcome of the first match tonight and what role that plays in revolution i mean i guess we can move on i like
3: i said i i thought you know to me i thought this was a big deal you seem to not be high on it we're missing a third so uh, i thought it would be a bigger deal and and i read it wrong
0: but you know she was she to me this is what change. this is a change that we'll see so
3: I hope so. Right? Yeah. I mean, I just feel like you don't pay this kind of money. You don't. You don't give an entire Dynamite episode to a person coming in
0: who's uh, historically uh, very vocal about things. You don't do that to not to, to to keep
3: the status quo. I guess that's my opinion on it. You don't pay someone as much for status quo.
0: No, because then yeah, you just you grown. hope your return is far greater than what your investment is. So,
3: so all right. I mean, like I said, that was that was where I was coming in from, and I just thought like, hey, you're talking about money, events, things they have. They're literally counting on her to sell at an entire arena. They've never done that. Um, They've only done that one other time. Like that to me is just like wow. And then. That would also guarantee she's going to be on TV. Now, I guess the 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 question is, is it always just going to be her, and then you lose a segment, or is it going to be her and a segment? Because that would guarantee you a lot more women on TV. If it's her segment and then another segment, which is why I would keep her away from the title for a while, because then you have, you'll have to focus on your title, and then you have her as well. So you'll think you'll guarantee to get multiple segments. You know, if you, if you keep them separate. And I don't think she goes for the title right away. I don't think you have Deanna come in, go right for it. Then you have Mercedes come in and go right for it. I think you, I think, and I don't think Mercedes has to, I think they did. They had Deanna go right for it. Cause they had approved to, to people who who are unfamiliar with Deanna, what she's worth versus Mercedes that they're, 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 they're saying like, you know, you know what she's worth. We're showing it just by what we're doing. You coming in or, you know, well so we'll see. I like I said I, I I just know based on the reactions tonight, it's a big deal to most people.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean okay. it got it as soon as they announced it, that's basically all I saw for the rest of the night. Even when other stuff was going on. I mean, Christ, there wasn't even that much anger for uh, Jericho uh Takeshita because everyone was focused on Mercedes Monet. So to me that was a gauge of like it's a really big deal to people. Oh Jericho, I have thoughts on that yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see if we get joined by our third. If I don't know if this is a bit or not, this is kind of catching me off guard. Um, so we start dynamite. Our first match is Hangman Adam Page versus Shane Square Strickland uh, in a number one contenders match. Uh, now, were they ranked one and two, or were they tied at one? Because there was some debate on that online. I well, thought. I mean, you're the
0: rankings guy. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought like, Hayman hey was one. Yeah, but this was.
3: Um, so my question though was like, was she? But but was was swear if Swerve was two? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, so it was one and two. But I guess the question was I saw it asked online, and it's a fair question. If Swerve is so, let me go through the match, and I'll get to this. Hangman and Swerve have a great match. Very, very physical. Um, I'll, I'll let you call some spots if you want to. It ends up going at the last second. It looks like Swerve's going to win, and it goes to the time limit draw, which I think everyone kind of saw coming because I think everyone saw um, a triple threat coming. And then almost, And but you could hear the crowd was very upset. So I was like, I don't know if they're going to stick with this. And Swerve gets on the mic saying, like, this this, this isn't going to stand. Give me five more minutes. And Hangman, in a very heelish move, says, absolutely not. You're not going to – you had to beat me to get the title title shot, so too bad. Tony Schiavone interrupts and says, no, I'm hearing from the back that that's not the end of this. It's you versus Swerve versus Samoa Joe. At Revolution, triple there for the title. So that's where we are. So – my question be we'll go back to my question and then we get the match per the rankings of last week swerve i think hangman and swerve are switching positions over who was one and one and two uh last week it was it was swerve was one and, ha- and hangman was two so why did swerve have to beat hangman
0: well hangman was one was no i'm the, the one i'm seeing has swerve as one hmm. that's a
4: good question because i thought From how they, I I forgot what the rankings were, and based on how they told the stories tonight, it sounded like Hayman was number one to begin with.
0: So, good question. Yeah, I mean, it it, it's, I'm pulling up the ones
3: from January thirty first, um, off the AEW website, and it has Swerve and then Hangman. So. Were they just tied at one? Which would have made sense for their records. They had the same record. I
0: don't know.
3: But again, not what they said in the ring. At, at, at that, the that's end of, what that's it. like. It, so, yeah. This is where... this is my. I like rankings, but this is my fear. Is if you're going to depend on these to be these, um, these logical w- ways of developing storylines and building out feuds, you have to clear stuff like that up. Because Which it did was- get people...
4: Was Swerve undefeated up until like, yes, it was so okay. was Hangman, yeah, okay.
3: Listen, huh. They had the same record, that was the only thing. So they were both, I think, three and O since Hang since the rankings came back. Um, but I don't understand why. So I guess that the argument would be that, well, Copeland's undefeated too, he was going for TNT, but I guess he could have moved up to. See that's a whole other thing is that they don't have clearly set the vision, so you're trying to figure out who's who's targeting who. But an argument could be made that if, in order for cope that ha- I guess what they're getting at, and I'm, I'm literally what it took me to right now to think this through, I guess what they're getting at is that Hangman hates Swerve so much that Swerve that he was okay not getting the title shot himself, because Copeland would get it because neither one of those would have a win.
0: Mm.
3: And then that was okay, because it prevented work like that's where my that's the sure. only way this logic works. I, Maybe, I, yeah. I would love for them to explain I don't usually need things spelled out for me. But I think that's one of the times I do need that kind of spelled out a little bit.
4: Because it sounds difficult. like I'm sure they'd probably record some time kind of back backstage. You no, know, little segment they'll they'll play somewhere online or something
0: yeah
3: because that that's the only thing um so before i get to my thoughts what are your thoughts on the match
4: well i thought that i mean i was wondering how they were going to top their path to matches and how personal it has gotten between them um you know whether it's invading someone's house or drinking someone's blood um, i would try to figure out how they're going to top that um i from the very start i like the fact that they uh, showed both the guy coming through backstage up to the ramp It gave it more of a you know, boxing MMA type of fight feel like a big prize fight feel um, So I liked that presentation uh, It was interesting to kind of see Swerve was really just out wrestling Heyman initially while Heyman was just brawling it felt like um, And I'm trying to think some of the spots uh, the barricade spot where they're both staying there bouncing on the barricade and then Heyman hit the swerve with the ddt on the barricade one spot that i enjoyed um i like that nana didn't you know didn't really interfere in the match he helped swerve out like a manager should but didn't necessarily interfere um i'd like especially when he did the you know he did the swerve dance to help like motivate swerve to get back in the ring mm-hmm. at nine I, I, I thought that popped me a little bit there. Um, and then Swerve hitting that buckshot, I thought it was, he had a really nice buckshot he, he hit Heyman with.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think he did.
4: Other than that, at the end, you no. Know, uh, I know Heyman kind of like, you know, didn't want to give the extra five minutes because he hated Swerve that much. And, uh, and some people were wondering if it was like a, you know, almost like a double turn or if, or if Heyman was just really that angry and desperate to keep swerve away from the title that he'll do anything and everything um so yeah let me know you i don't know tell me your thoughts on on the match and then what you think of Heyman and his character now that he's especially in this feud
3: so it was a very physical match which i liked and and you saw you saw swerve use a couple of hangman's moves which was very nice the um, dead eye through the uh, the table was, was a very particular violent move. And you're right, the buck shots they were hitting on each other. The ending one, which were not the ending one, the one where Swerve put his foot on the rope when Swerve did the complete flip over for it. Great sell. Um, but to me, as always, this is about the story. And they clearly did what a double turn in this match, which was surprising. I didn't think they were going to turn Hangman, where Hangman is coming out of this more heel. And swerve is coming out of his face now part of that is the announcers are not hiding the fact that swerve was the one getting the cheers in the match i mean he was he was over and this wasn't a hometown crowd over anymore he's just the guy people want to see win so you had hangman getting angrier you had hangman accusing swerve of cheating when he wasn't cheating uh like when when swerve put his foot on the rope after that buckshot hangman accused Nana of doing it but Nana didn't do it that was just swerve with good ring wearing you had hangman assault nana with the chair for basically no reason um you had Hangman man willing to go for the count out victory which listen is a smart way of doing it i don't know why more faces don't do
4: it but you know it's almost like it's he's still not, not he's been driven kind of like mad by
3: everything by this obsession yes i think that's the story they're, that's a i think that's the story they're telling. And then of course we have the end where he refused to give five more minutes and he did it with a smile and, a, and how pissed he was his reaction was a heel reaction like he you know he didn't beat me he didn't, like it's over like that was it that was a typical heel reaction so they definitely did that um so this was like i said i love this story i thought this was as good of a match as you could get i'm glad like while it was a draw i'm glad they You know, it it was, it was that it was, um, there was more mystery behind it. It wasn't a straightforward draw. It was when, when Swerve said five more minutes, everyone, including myself, naturally assumed, okay, she's going, he's going to, I mean, it's going to say yes. And Swerve's somehow going to win or hang, like, I didn't know what was going to happen in those five minutes, but I naturally assumed those five minutes were going to happen so for hangman to pull an mjf essentially and say no it's just hysteric like it's great booking hysterical it's great book. I, I love it um i'm actually kind of excited for this this version of hangman it's something we didn't haven't gotten in AEW yet we've kind of gotten the down and out cowboy a lot we've never gotten like dickhead heel heel hangman so that that's that's exciting uh you know so so that and then we go right from this match to uh samoa joe he's in the back and he looks pissed and when he talks he is pissed and there's a lot of logic behind what he says neither one of them won so why do they deserve to be in the ring with him this isn't what this is about this is bullshit. all that all that jazz I love this because Samoa Joe is not a chicken shit heel. He is I will kick your ass heel, but he's also a heel who recognizes that he has a very big chance of losing his title in a triple threat. Like he, like, as much as he's he's not chicken shit, he's not afraid to cheat, and he's not afraid to do what it takes to keep his title. And in his case, a triple threat is the worst case scenario, especially against these two guys who he one on one he'd struggle. Let alone. And a triple threat. So I love this. Any thoughts on Swerve's, Swerve's, uh, yeah, not Swerve's, uh, Samoa Joe's interview.
4: No, I think Samoa Joe's reaction was, no, you know, what it should be. I mean, you know, you're a champion, you're expecting to fight one guy and you have two people who can't beat one another. So, um, but again, he's, he's a fighting champion and, I, I kind of hope that he retains and that Hangman and, and Swerve just toss each other, um, but also at the same time I want Hangman and Swerve to like have some space and
0: be kind of you no know, some time apart from one another. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I think
3: you know, obviously, I think I think the 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 match Revolution is going to be the end of Hangman and, and Swerve for a while. I think that's going to be the two of them, the end of their story for a bit. And I, I will get you know we're still a couple of weeks out, so maybe my opinion will change when we get there. But I'm of the opinion Swerve wins, gets the belt, and I think you're going to see a Hangman heel turn that takes him away from Swerve. And I'm I'm very curious where it goes because also his heel turn is not like the Bucks heel turn, which we'll talk about later. So. I don't see a natural progression to him back to their their side. Now, maybe because they could walk up to him and be like, hey man, you were screwed. And if you had been around with us, you know, we're EVPs, we wouldn't have let that happen. Like I I, I could see that that being the route he goes. Uh it, it's an interesting concept. It's an interesting idea. I don't know. Where, you know, where they're going to go with Hangman if this? Because I kind of I didn't see the heel turn coming, and not that I think it's bad. I just he, he was so over fate as a face; it was hard for me to think they were they were going to pull the trigger on this. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, we move on from Hangman and Swerve and Samoa Joa to Red Velvet versus Tony Storm. Deanna Peraza walks out for commentary, and that's important later on uh you have red velvet and tony storm have a pretty decent match uh i think storm looked strong she dominated a lot of it but they let red velvet have her offense and they let her survive a couple things i didn't think they'd let her survive which i think was just as big of a deal as anything the fact that she didn't go down easily um so tony storm wins with an well so Tony storm gets an ankle lock on red velvet and Tony storm wins with that ankle lock and then she won't let go of that ankle lock. And you hear Deanna on commentary being like, is she looking at me? Is she, is she is she looking at me? It was like a very poignant Tony storm staring down Deanna as she held the ankle lock. And of course, like a heel does. She held it in too long. So as a face does, Deanna gets up and walks and it's like, hey, I'll let go of this, this ankle lock and Tony does some something i I had never seen in a pro wrestling ring before where she like rubs her face up each side of diana which was interesting and then diana kind of pushes her away which causes luther to interfere because luther's like you don't touch tony like he was very mad that that diana even deigned to touch tony so they're clearly continuing their 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 walk towards uh revolution what were your thoughts
4: yeah, I almost thought Tony was. It almost like you was sm- like sniffing or smelling her <laughs> when she was uh, at the end with Diana. But the match itself with Red Velvet, um, yeah, you're right. Red Velvet has gotten some really good matches lately, and she's had some nice showings. And this was another one, so I like that they're kind of building her up, even in losses. Um, no, she's really showing out, so that's good. Um, thought the match was a nice little start. They're really technical to start with, with like. You no know, s- switching headlocks back and forth and very technical and The fact that I think it's fun that you know, tony wins with the ankle lock Uh, you know a, a submission hold where you know, diana has her submission finisher uh, so yeah, I thought it was a good match and a good showing for everyone
3: Yeah, I, I agree. Um I think one thing i'm gonna uh, So she's saying she thought tony kissed her for a second there so did I, but that gif has made it so much on my timeline that I've looked at it a few times and she definitely doesn't kiss her. It's like a weird like nose rub thing. I've never no. seen anything like it.
4: Again, I um, thought she was, I thought she was like sniffing her. Like
3: Yeah, that's what it, it kind of like looked like, but it, I'd never seen it like that close on both sides. It was just a very unnatural movement, but it's also very fitting for um Tony Storm. I will say I liked Diana on commentary. I thought she was very good because she's like she's out of her mind. It's so limited. Like, I like how straightforward Deanna's playing it of, like, I know this woman. We were friends. She's clearly lost her mind. And Tony Chivani now, who's been on, like, the weird uh, end of Tony Storm's antics because, basically, she, Tony Storm insults her. She's on commentary because she confuses him with Rick Abani. Um Being like, yeah, no, she's crazy. So, I really enjoy that. Like, Diana not buying into this timeless gimmick. Mm-hmm.
4: Go ahead. I'll say that uh, something that was kind of fun was the, uh, when they mentioned on commentary how you know after she loses a tile she snaps and becomes someone different. You know, like when when she lost the tile and she ended up becoming you know timeless. So I'm interested to see if you know if, if she loses the title, what incarnation, like what incarnation she'll come back as now. Like, will she come back as old Tony? Will she
0: be? No, a different era of Tony, yeah, well that so there's there's so I have a
3: couple comments here. We'll go to that one first the, the the
0: the the tony thing um she could if she loses the belt, she could delve
3: even into more hysteria, which I'm very curious as to where that takes her. Uh, she could. There, there is a thing where she just comes back completely normal and acts like nothing happened, with everyone else acknowledging it happened, but with little bit of Tonyism, like timeless Tonyisms, mm-hmm. around where like when she gets really upset, she says something into the timeless Tony voice. Luther's still there for some reason. We don't understand that. Like there, there is that story. There's also a story where she changes errors.
4: Yes, which I think would be funny. Like she goes, "This." <laughs> It kind of reminds me of. Uh, did you watch Wandavision? I did. It kind of has remind me of some of that where, like, you know, she breaks and she wants to be this different character and she's that throwback character of like the perfect housewife, like, and Tony kind of the throwback wrestler of being a star, but then there's these little outbursts where the real her comes through still, and even when she becomes a real her, like she might still have flashbacks of being another character of herself. Uh, The parts of that show kind of reminds me of what Tony's doing a little bit. Oh,
3: absolutely. So I just think it'd be funny if like she loses. I mean, there's there's something to be said of what does she do if she wins because that only feeds her her delusions that like this is who she is and where she's successful. So
4: yeah, I think for the story, well, I think it's better if she loses. I think it's the, the character. I think just see a character change or development from what we've gotten. Can you feel like it's she becomes less force?
3: She becomes a '60s actress, but all of a sudden it's like the techno color. Like the remember, like when they first started coloring TVs, mm-hmm. like she gets that kind of color saturation, and okay. she's like in like the uh, like the Elvis Beach movies and stuff like that. Donny and Marie, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be an interesting. Uh, the like I, I, I'm kind of on board for her changing errors, but there's also the thing where she loses Diana, knocks her straight. And then she becomes just Tony storm again, mm-hmm. but she's got Luther still for some reason. And every time she gets upset, she slips into her, her timeless Tony gimmick. Um, Cause I don't think they're, but the only thing is I don't think they're ready to give up on this. Yeah. I could see them changing errors that I would absolutely see them doing because that's, more of the it's different but it's more of the same I, yeah. I don't see them giving up completely on the gimmick because it's just too much of a money maker for them this is a hit and they're still they're still uh you know there's there there's still you know fruit on the, the the tree right here you know like you, you can you can do a lot so i'm very curious to see where they go now i will my other point was so diana's on commentary part of the conversation we had earlier with Mercedes and part of the conversation with the women, which is part of part parcel. Why I wanted to bring that up early one, just because it was for one, something I really wanted to talk about. I, I usually, I don't care what order that was just something for whatever reason in my head, I wanted to, to discuss, but two, cause I thought it was relevant to this story, which is up until recently, I know every woman who's come in has been treated with a certain amount of importance. But they all historically Saraya is her own unique thing. I, I can't like again, I think they ran into just based on the lack of wrestling that she's doing, I think they ran into the fact that they weren't sure how much she could wrestle and it's less than they hoped for. So they're they're saving her for select matches. Um, but I think overall, like you had Athena come in, you had Taya come in, you had uh I'm trying to think about any of their other signings. Uh, who are some of their other signings? You know, Taya I really have that many signings. That's a whole other issue. Um, Tony initially. Well, Tony's so the Tony. I'll take Athena, Taya, Tony initially, because um, Tony was a huge signing. I just forget because she's actually a champion right now. But they come in, Athena and Taya
0: got like a two week story build to uh, To jade and then they
3: were tossed aside but really was like the quickest um build you could get for that match and there was no real heat there and there was it was just kind of like jade was taking on every new contender so they were walking into jade's story that wasn't their story that was jade's Mm. and they were walking into it there were time now athena had a chance later on that i thought would have been better but they just they didn't play it out tony walked in and she was treated like a big deal but they had zero story for her like they just kind of are like, you're here, have fun. Diana, so Diana comes in, treated like a huge deal, and given a six week story that isn't just Tony's story; it's Diana's because this is this is an intimate story between the two of them. Diana is wrestling throughout the whole time. She's getting mic- she's getting promo and commentary time. Like they're fully building her. This isn't a two week turnaround with Jade. To me, this is one of the best introductions of the women they've done ever, where they've actually made the person who came in feel like a big deal based on what they've done and not what we knew about the person. That makes like I think we we knew Athena, Taya, and Tony were big deals because of what they did in the past, not what AEW did with them right away. Whereas I think Diana, they're doing a good job of making her feel important within AEW. Does that make sense to you? I mean, you don't have to agree, but does it at least make sense what I'm saying?
1: Well,
4: yeah, I think because, you know, she, Diana felt like she made her, like, the biggest name of herself really from Impact, I think. And, uh, you know, Impact doesn't have the eyeballs and isn't as easily visible and seen as other promotions out there. So maybe that's why. Um, But yeah, I
3: I can see where you're coming from, definitely. Which was part Um, of my, like, my Mercedes talk was you have Diana come in, and I feel like you know suddenly she's the first one. to I feel like had a really good build, and now you have Mercedes getting her own TV show, own episode of TV, I should say. It's the first time where there's been two back to back women's things where at least simultaneously I'm like, you two are doing okay. You know what you know what you're what you're getting done. I, again, maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe I'm just reading what I want to read because I'm a a um an optimist and I, I wanna I wanna enjoy these things. But like to me it just reads as you finally the the, the like when people say they, they again they don't do anything right with the women, this feels like for the first time ever that they're actually taking positive steps. Just my my humble
4: opinion. Uh let me see where we're at. Well we're at the part where we say hello Jesse Ozog. That's the part where you're at, not where I'm at. Oh, well, I'm gonna say hello, Jesse Ozad, because I'm a nice person, and Ryan okay. doesn't care about Jesse or anyone no. else in the chat. So then we get to Renee Paquette. She's interviewing
3: Orange Cassidy with Trent Pareto and Rocky Romero, talking about Orange. Ha- I mean, yeah, Orange having to rent, uh, wrestle Ishii on Saturday, which is just insane. I I, I don't get it. In not in a bad way. I-, I don't get it in a good way. Like how that came about or how that's a thing, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm really curious to see how Ishii sells those just brutal kicks that Orange can give. I mean, those things are devastating.
4: Well, that and like Orange, trying to do the Orange punch on the man who has no neck and his head is like just a boulder on shoulders. I mean, I don't know if you're going to hurt him with that Orange punch.
0: That's true. I mean, so compact. <laughs> He is like like
3: like just he's like he took a full-size man and went. <laughs> um the interesting thing here is that they said Chuck Taylor is in the arena getting a medical exam and they were gonna go check on him. But then Renee really wanted to do the hands-in thing. So she called them all back and you could tell she kind of like she played dorky real well here because she kind of came off a little dorky and it was so well done. And she counted them off, which I've never heard them count off before, and then she gave Hockey and Trent high fives love that whole thing I think Renee did that this marvelously
4: it's been like I feel like it's been a building thing from like you know from her earlier one-on-one interviews with Orange where Orange would be like very you no know, nonchalant or just kind of like you know his I'm so tired or I hurt or they just have a very casual backstage interview and now Renee had gotten into this whole best friends thing of no high five, like doing the the hands in thing, and and just being like awkward with the rest of them during the backstage interview segment. But yeah, oh I, yeah, uh, I just I was kind of hoping that a, a part of me was just hoping that maybe maybe Danhausen was taking out Chucky e. T. <laughs> I wanted, I want I want to see Danhausen you somehow. Like, well, he's going
3: heel based on everything they're doing with him. But yeah, I'm with you. I think that would have been hilarious if Dan Housen was the one taking out Chucky e. T. Because we'll we'll skip ahead a little bit just to to and then we'll go on we'll then take commercial, but we'll um, at some point it was after what was it after the um, it was after the Blackpool Combat Club match. You had Tony Schiavone go. Something's going on in the back. We got to go to the back. Something that felt straight out of nineteen ninety six, and. Oh no! I'm sorry. It was Excalibur and Tony, so it still felt like 1996. You go to the back, and you have the United Kingdom just post beatdown of Chuck because my assumption is Chuck is still legitimately hurt. Hurt. Um, Undisputed Kingdom. Wow. Uh, what did I call him? United Kingdom. Yeah, I was like, I was like, that's not. Oh, it. Right. Is there any English in there? No, there's not. All right. Well, Undisputed Kingdom. Um, post beatdown and. Uh, you have a uh, what did Adam Cole say? To get better, Chuck, get Chuck, get well, Chuck, or something, like heal up, um, get well soon. I think he's always said, get well soon, Chuck. Uh, just so devious and devilish. I quite enjoyed it. Any
4: thoughts on this segment? No, I, 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 I mean, Adam Cole's great. It's a great use of him while he's unable to perform physically.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, To Scott George's question, where the gun, bang, scissor gang club with all the stuff with the UE happening, because they're supposed to have like a feud. I agree, but they do seem to want to keep those two stories apart. You have Orange Cassidy and the best friends with the UE, and then you have the scissor gun, bang, bang with the UE. And so. I'm saying the UE. Now you're calling them United Empire. Well, you undisputed air. Undisputed Kingdom. Oh, UK. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm reading Undisputed Error because it's Scott's comment. Oh, okay. So, UK. Sorry. Which is why it's called a United Kingdom. Um, <laughs> when you have the UK, you have... Uh, they're che- They're trying to keep them separate. The UK versus... UK has two feuds, but they don't have a feud that's
4: in a cross, which I'm okay with at the moment. And I feel like the the, the Bang Bang Scissor game, they're mainly over on collision right now, right? They are. They are colliders. Yeah. They're colliding with the house of black and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they are colliders. They don't give
3: up. They don't go stop. No Ooh, they're going to work Who's Kelly Roland.
4: Yeah. Who's Kelly Roland? Are you asking?
0: Yeah.
4: yeah who's Kelly Roland in this, in this scenario?
3: I don't know. That's the gun. No, the guns and the scissor bang bangs are. Yeah.
0: Colton. Yeah. Michelle, yeah, Michelle. See, I just put Michelle and Kelly rolling together. Mm. Um, daddy ass. Really? No,
3: Max, Max, Max so and Colton, Colton? Are, are, are Michelle and, uh, and Kelly is Bowen or Bowen's or Jay white Beyonce then. Well, I'm putting, see, this is the problem. There's too many. So no. I'm putting Bowen's Jay white daddy ass and Austin as your Beyonce. Like, they're the main players. I and am then, Beyonce always. Yeah, and then Max and Colton are your your sides.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: I don't remember the rest of the Destiny child from yeah. back in the day. I think that's all they got. So, all right. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back. Um, apparently I'm going to do the rules like we do on Saturday, which is you're going to hear me go through this. Doo, doo, doo. Here we go
1: and every one of you for tuning in every Monday night to listen to The Shining Wizards. If you'd like to continue to support us outside of listening, we've got a few ways for you to do that. If you shop at Amazon, go over to amazon.shiningwizards.com, do your shopping as usual, and when you make your purchase, a little bit of that purchase price will go back to support the show. If you like to wear t-shirts, merch.shiningwizards.com will take you to our Pro Wrestling t Store, where we've got over a dozen great designs from over 11 years of professional wrestling podcasting. You can become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast, where each and every week we call out your name as one of our show producers, and the more you support us, the more things that you're entitled to receive, and believe me, they are fantastic. If you can't support us monetarily, if you don't shop at Amazon, that's absolutely fine. Continue to listen to us wherever you listen to us on the World Wide Web, and make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Doesn't cost you anything, helps us out, and we can continue to bring you the love fest that is...
5: If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron... For the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network.
0: Well, the action is underway!
5: What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast
4: or playing in punk bands
5: or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums then we're sitting back we're grabbing a couple brews and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling because we're from Winnipeg you idiots.
6: The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 1015 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag joinTheMarkOrder. Because if you don't find us, we
1: will find you. I'm Kevin Rowe.
5: I'm Al Day. And we're a couple of down-under-pounders that co-host Rob Day Dots, an action figure collecting podcast where we talk about, well, just about anything that tickles our fancy at any given moment. We're grumpy old men, and sometimes people get on our nerves, and when you get on our nerves, guess what? You get off the lawn.
0: Get off my lawn, asshole!
5: We also go on a little bit of a mission. We go back and we're grading everything wrestling figure line that's out there i'm talking ljn's i'm talking jacks i'm talking hasbro's who doesn't like a little hulk plex? it's a gorilla brain wrestling podcast production found on the shining wizards network i'm duke bags and together we are the co-hosts of your duke road you wanna hear about some terrible wrestling shows? We got you covered. Well, we talk about good ones too. We're currently talking about the test does I know what we're fucking talking about. Sometimes we get uh, guest spots, like from the Taskmaster. I like to uh I like to listen to the Euro Duke and Rope podcasts. They're uh funny guys that uh, I like when they I like when they talk about the, the, the Nard's Plows. I like Nard's Plows. It's, uh, it's a good move. And uh, I like the Dungeon of Doom. You know, sometimes, sometimes I, I call my butt the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Oklahoma. Let me tell you a little bit about my favorite wrestling podcast. All right. It's a podcast with two men. Two men. Duke Banks, Kevin rope They talk about professional wrestling. It's a man's sport. Alright, and who better to talk about a man's sport than Duke do it? Oklahoma. Once in a while, Vince Russo stops by.
1: you piece of shit! If you're not listening to your Duke and Roll podcast in the back with the boys, you piece of shit! I don't know what you're doing! It's, uh, you got a slight one in there?
5: If you're a man, you're a man, you're a man, you're talking about something only a man can Slide one in there. Bro, take the time to slide one in there. All right, bro, you piece of shit, slide one in there. A gorilla brain wrestling
0: podcast production that you can find on the Shining Wizards Network. We- and we are back. I actually managed to do it.
3: <laughs> um. So uh, we're back. So before I continue going over dynamite, let me go over a little bit of our housekeeping. Please follow us on all socials at Mark Order Pod. Please uh, like and subscribe on whatever format you're either watching or listening to this on. I'm assuming if you're watching, it's only YouTube. So please subscribe to our YouTube. I'd really like to bump those numbers up. If you're on Spotify or any other source, please like, subscribe, do all that fancy stuff. Um, really makes that guy algorithm happy uh and if you want to throw us a little bit of the cheddar but look good doing it because that's just as important go to pro wrestling Tees slash mark Order pod that's pro wrestling Tees dot com sorry pro Wrestling Tees dot com slash mark Order pod that's our pro wrestling t-shirt uh, store where you can buy one of four shirts uh if you're like i joe is just better than i am joe's got them up see these fancy fancy shirts up here if you're li- watching if you're listening I can't help you, but we have some fancy shirts. So please go support us, buy one of these fancy shirts. You have our sim- symbol. Then you have our words front and back-ish. Then you have our small pocket word with the back thing. I'm not really good at describing. This is why I did not get into clothing. Again, I, my only thing that says champion, I'm not a clothing guy. Uh, if you're like, I don't remember where to go. And even though you've said it three times, it's a lot of typing, just go to our socials, find our link tree, click on the link tree, and it'll take you there. And then it'll take you all the other places you can like and subscribe for us. So, like, it's a whole thing. I mean, we made it easy for you.
4: I think we made it pretty easy. Right, Joe? I hope so. I I mean, I I bought a shirt one time. so And I followed the Mark Ward podcast at one point. So, if I can do it. Yeah,
3: if Joe can do it. Well, now I'm thinking of Rocky for If I can change. And, and you, you can should. change. And this all work and shit wow we really went with the whole rocky thing yeah. after a the whole years floor. later
0: yeah
3: that wall came down
0: mm-hmm. coincidence I think not some people might think rocky sucks but not us
3: I know we're not the podcast for this but man um, talk about backing yourself up into a corner uh, with, with booking decisions there is no good way out of that.
4: I mean, is there a good way out of this CMLL invasion?
0: I mean, yeah,
3: you have matches apparently like the one tonight which was awesome so you had Blackpool Combat Club, the which featured Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli and John Moxley versus how do you say this? Which
4: one I'm not great at-
3: the Lucha Hescicero, Hesher, Hescicero, yeah, Hescicero, yeah. Mascara Dorado, and balador Jr. Um, six man match, trios match, I would say, because especially with Luchos, it would be more accurate. Fucking wild, and that's all I can really say. I mean, there were just things going on all over the place. You had. Insane lucha moves, you had strongman moves from Claudio. You had some great technical wrestling again following up on their match from the weekend between Danielson and Heschescher or whatever he says it. And I apologize, I don't speak English that well, so something else is just gonna be brutal. Um, as I get made fun of regularly here for saying whom and "boon," So bear with me, those are easy um, ones to say exactly so this was just wild uh but i really enjoyed the match now the funny thing is there is a story here it's crazy i mean it's been built up basically over a week but apparently aew and CMLL have a cml yeah have a have a partnership and i think the bcc is going to be going down there at some point um or at least maybe not, if it's not the bcc some members of AEW will be so CML, CML was in the was in the crowd, got upset. You had one match and a follow-up match. This was your follow-up. Uh, and even though the, the the BCC won, I think CMLL wrestlers ended up looking very good, like looking incredible. And it's okay because I have a feeling the AEW guys are going to take a loss down in... Mexico, not to mention if you're CMLL, you lost to Brian Danielson, Dal and Claudio Castagnoli. They didn't put out – like at the end of the match, you have like a standoff because more CMLL guys come out, so you have to be saved by Christopher Daniels, Matt Seidel, and 2.0. It's not like you lost to those guys. You lost to the BCC. Like that's as Mm -hmm. legitimate
4: as it gets. What did you think of the match and all that's going on? I'm a. I, I love when they have matches like this where it's just such a contrast between styles of you know the CMLL the luchador style the fast paced jumping flipping, um, you know, it's it's just so different than what the BCC style is for the most part. Um, and Hishishiro, I think he really became. In my eyes, a, a huge star in the mainstream uh, with the American audience because of the matches he's had last weekend and tonight. I mean, he's really shown that, like, yeah, he can, he can, he's a technical wrestler to a T. Um, and I, I'm agreeing with you that I think they go, AEW wrestlers go down there, they lose. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, one of the BCC members takes the pinfall to really help, uh, you know, get that win back for CMLL down there. Uh, I think that'd be more for them to pin one of them instead of pinning, you know, Cool Hand Ange or Christopher Daniels, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a big, uh,
3: I'm with you. I think it'd be nice to see them return the favor. But either way, CMLL is not coming out of this looking poorly because this is about as, like, as good as you, you can look in a loss is I guess the way I want to say it. I mean mm-hmm. and it, it and it ended on a low blow so it wasn't even like the BCC got to win clean like they cheated mm-hmm. so it really made the cmlo guys and he's you're like he you said he's become a star and he ends up looking like a stud in all this because I know Danielson beat him oh yeah but that
0: match Ooh. well not only that match but it also uh,
3: – it's it, it's one of those things where, like, whenever they they wrestle – I mean, it's only been twice I've seen it, but this the, their match and then tonight, it really seems like Hesha has Danielson's number and that Danielson only was able to luckily win his match. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like Danielson was the better wrestler. It just feels like he kind of eked out a victory, which is very generous of Danielson to do. He doesn't have to do that at this point in his career um
0: so it you know very nice uh for him to do that so i i love i love all of this and i would like to
3: see a continuing partnership i'm not one of those people like i don't i don't watch um uh i don't watch CMLL. i don't watch new i only watch occasional new japan but i'm okay when these guys walk into AEW to have a match and do their stuff because they're doing it on TV. They're not doing it on pay reviews. And there's usually enough surrounding it. And you're you telling me why these guys are important that I can make it work. I uh you know, so I'm all for this. Um, I'm, I know there's some matches planned for Rampage, but they're like with Seidel versus Mystico, I think, is one planned for Rampage. I don't know what else is. That should be a good match, just not. Uh, neither guy was in this one, so, you know. We'll see. We'll see if they go back down. You know, Jesse Ozog was saying he expected the BC, BCC to lose. I don't know if I said that already. I think it's a home versus home thing. I think they're each going to get their win in their respective.
0: You said, the home. You said the home twice. I I can't, I can't help it. So then
3: you know, we go and uh, you had the, the Chuck Taylor thing, which we talked about, and you had Tony's big announcement, which we spent at the beginning of this. I'm talking about. So you move on to Chris Jericho versus Kanosuke Takeshita. And this is a match that I feel like everybody did and didn't want. Uh, I I, and I say that because I think people we've talked about it over the last couple weeks, people are pretty done with with uh, with Jericho at the moment, I think he needs to step away to get a character refresh. And I don't mean just for a couple weeks, I mean, a couple months, let him let him be missed, you know, the Harker, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, but people also wanted to catch to get his victory back. So I think this was a, this was, if it ended, if this match ended differently, people would have been furious. So you had a match. Um, it wasn't bad. I don't, I don't think it was anything great, but it wasn't terrible. Jericho looked okay. to catch amazing. So you had, uh, Will Hobbs out there, but then Sammy Guevara ran out and he hit Hobbs with a chair and it didn't work. Then he did a cutter by jumping off the steps and that did work. And then he hit Hobbs with a chair on the head and that seemed to do it. That put Hobbs Hobbs over into the crowd. So then you have Match continue. I'm just trying to think what I want to say. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to think of spots for you. But basically, the match ends because Don Cowles hits Chris Jericho with the screwdriver. Takesh to get him into pretty much the walls of Jericho, whatever. I mean, the walls of Jericho is a Boston Crab, gets him into a Boston Crab, but that's the walls of Jericho. Um, and Jericho taps. So you have to to get his win back, which is what everyone wanted. No one, like, I think people would have been furious if Takesh don't to... <laughs> If Takeda took a second loss to Jericho, like what are we doing here? Uh, what do you think of the match?
4: Yeah, it again, like we mentioned, I have Jericho fatigue, like a lot of people do. So uh, I just kind of, occasionally kind of glanced up to watch the mass match. Um, the uh, the outcome was right. How we got to the outcome, I wasn't thrilled about. Uh, I wanted t- Takeda to win. You know, dominant or queen and not have to rely on interference. Um, I think he's a bigger deal than that, so he shouldn't have to rely on Callus to use a screwdriver to help him. Um you know, like if didn't Hobbs wouldn't Hobbes win over Jericho pre queen and Dominant, right? Yes, it was. I'm like I feel like they should give Tateshka that type of, you know, win. I think he needs it. Um to really solidify himself over, you know, of uh, being that guy, that alpha. Uh, as far as spots go, like I thought, uh, he always had a nice blue thunder bomb um, that I. It was like Bryce pulled on it, like held up on the count of three for Jericho to pull his shoulder out late. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, it's it's what you expected, and I guess you know, Sammy's still involved with the storyline and. It sounded like people were cheering for Sammy for once. So that's something for him Uh, to move on, maybe.
0: Yeah, that was I mean
3: I don't know what's going on with my voice. They're 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 running into that, they're still running into a little bit of that trouble with uh with Sammy versus uh you know the crowd, I guess is a better way to say it. You know is he a a uh peel is he a face or i was doing face right now but what kind of face is he but this is how you do it you have him come out you have him do a cool move and you just have a fight and like that's that's where he's going to get over he's not going to get over by his this was my dream where i had a kid yeah. stuff like no not that people don't care but they don't care about it from him like that only works for some people and only sometimes it's not that uh, sammy's inauthentic with it it's just not who he is as like in terms of a wrestler and plus Uh, he's
4: tied tied to jericho right now still so like get him away and that's
3: all and it's really hard to say like this is my dream and i had a kid when um you had you know you, you like you said you were with he's with jericho and he's been such a heel with jericho before like it's a it's a. The kid thing would have worked as a face turn had they kept him healed for a while, and he came back and said, "I looked at my baby girl, I guess, in the eyes and I said, "Who do I want to be for you?" and it's not that guy like that would have worked. I don't think it would have worked um but but that's not what they did clearly and and he had had too many flip flops before then with or like just let him keep him face for a while now, like for a while, but don't let him just let him wrestle. Just let him be a wrestler, and I think he'll do fine. I think he'll get over again as a wrestler. um it's a wild idea. We'll see if it works.'m uh, I'm, yeah, I'm crazy. It's crazy enough to work. The cash is obviously awesome, and I know people thought he think he's been slowed down a bit, and he has I truly in my heart i have n- i'm not a as everyone here is well aware, I'm not a scoopster. I get so many things wrong. There's no way I could be. Um, but in my heart of hearts, well, we all know that, that uh, part of this isn't heart of hearts. Part of this is just knowledge that Omega was supposed to be part of this storyline. I truly believe that it was supposed to be Takesh and Omega. I know they've had matches before, but I think they were supposed to have more. Like, I think that was supposed to be a story. and I think I think Takesh was supposed to come out of this have adding, have, after having a couple more banger matches with Omega and people being like, I love this guy. Um. So, I, I you know that that's where I where I get on the whole thing is that I think um they expected him and Omega to have some fun matches and it just didn't happen and now you're trying to make do with Jericho and now Sammy's back. Honestly, I would prefer to just see Sammy versus Takeshita. I think it would have had better matches and I think yeah, that would have been be better fun. for both of them. question to you is, where do you go with the now?
0: I don't know. <laughs> like, we've, we've already kind of pivoted from Kenny to Chris. I'm... That is a really good question. Yeah, I mean, also, to I, I don't know if I said it before. But I'm going to point out again
3: if I even said it before. Big G saying the head is apparently Hop's weak point is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> like, which, w- w- what's your weak spot, son? My head. If you hit me with a chair in the head, I am going down. Mm-hmm. Oh. Imagine if it didn't work. It's like you can hit him anywhere,
0: but don't hit him in the head. It's just there is a wrestler like I who it is. Yeah, I feel like if you hit him
4: in, in the nuts, he would go down.
3: That's why if I were him, I'd just wear like a really good cup.
0: <laughs> That's
3: why I don't understand about any of these wrestlers. Why they don't wear a cup? Yeah. Uh-huh. I understand they're not comfortable. I've had to wear them for sports before. They can get in the way. They can cut into your to your leg a little bit. I get it. But it's better than the alternative. Yeah, that low blow won't be as effective, baby. It'll yeah. still hurt a little bit. I mean, sure. I, don't, I don't know if you've ever, ever been hitting the balls while wearing a cup. You still feel it. Oh
4: yeah, that chicken ground ball into the yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: what was? I don't even. I don't think mine was. Mine was football, so I think it was a knee by accident. Oh, um, I think going to the ground. Someone's knee just came up. But anyway, that's a weird conversation. We don't have to get into. I just um, see <laughs> like a chair proof. Oh. And then we have clearly a very serious Tony Khan in our chat saying that Ryback is. And all will be
0: – I think you need to rework on the wording there, buddy. That, yeah. That's not the phrasing of it, but to each their own. Um,
3: so, I mean, I think the whole Callis family – again, my, I, I will have said this probably for the fourth show in a row, and I don't care because I'm riding this train till the day I die. What I want Kyle Fletcher to take another loss soon to sammy Mm -hmm. sammy get a win i want callus to be furious with with kyle fletcher to be talking down to kyle fletcher saying how dare you like really be and then i want out to walk Mm -hmm. mark davis and will osprey so close so close to save kyle fletcher because and i truly do mean save i don't it don't mean um Oi, oi, oi. Don't mean, uh, I, I don't mean like turn on him because there's another story where they yeah. come down like they're going to save him and then they mm-hmm. No, I want because I think it's going to be tough for Osprey to come in his heel. I think it's always tough for a new guy to come in his heel. It's mm-hmm. the same thing we could, we, we should have had this conversation. We'll get back to it at the end because I forgot to ask you a question because I got kind of thrown off what we think Mercedes will do. But ignoring that for a second, I think anytime someone comes in to a company, it's extremely hard to do with heel. Like, look at Adam Cole. Adam Cole's a perfect example. Came in, they n- immediately put him with the heel faction, and finished, still cheered the hell out of him. It was just very, because you're new, you're exciting, you're fun. And eventually they'll boo you, or you'll be a heel because of whatever, but it's just very tough. I yeah. also think you then have the the um, United Empire. I'm going to say United Kingdom again. You always have the United Empire versus... The Callis family, and that's a fun feud. Mm-hmm. You have the Keston Osprey, and then you have Hobbs, and you have to get them a third. Who's a? They need a third. Um, who the Callis
4: family? Yeah. Now that they don't have Sammy. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, but you know what? There's so many guys out there, and I don't mean this enough, but there's a lot of guys in AEW that could probably use a little bit of whatever to go mm-hmm. over to them. You pick up a third, and then you have United Empire versus Hobbs and whoever his partner is. Versus the, the cat, versus you know, you know, and then you have Osprey versus the Keshta. Like, that is a fun feud,
0: mm-hmm.
3: that'd be fun. Like, yeah. and, and you have the trios, so you can have the trios matches, but then you can have the like, I'm, I've, I'm literally selling myself on this, and I know it's not going to happen because no one books like me, but it is the most logical booking in my head to to get you to get everyone where they should be. And I think it would help the Keshta out majorly. Because the Kesha versus Osprey will just be, mm-hmm. just some really good matches.
4: Yeah, I, th- I, I mean, think I, I think you're right. I think they eventually jump Kyle Fletcher out eventually. Uh, that well, the, yeah, and
3: I I think that seems like it's coming. So I'm really just hoping they, uh, they invite, they invite uh, the the but that the United Empire doesn't. Go with them, like mm-hmm. I, I hope that they jump out. Kyle Fletcher, who's clearly taking losses, and that the UE comes to his saving to say uh, to save him, and then that's your feud. Because even after the Callus feud, you can turn Osprey heel instantly. But I don't think people want to boo Osprey. I'm not saying he's a good bad heel. I just think he's so much fun. Like he's a tough guy to to boo. And with with no Omega around to 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 play the the foil to him to be the the face against his heel, it's going to be even tougher. I think you're going to have to keep him face for a while, and I think as a just a matter of principle, that means
0: you have to um, you you have to
3: get him away from Calis because Calis can't get cheered. So I think that's that's the tough spot there uh, I meant to ask I'm gonna do it now because I'm what the hell this is a wild show apparently so we're gonna go with the wild way what is your first do you have Mercedes come in as face or heel what's your first feud what's your
4: first match what's your first feud I would like if she came in as a heel she won't uh, um, she'll be a face obviously some people are gonna cheer but I would like her to do I would like the introduction of no and they come in, they get cheered, and then all of a sudden during a promo or something, they kind of like spin it and all of a sudden like, oh, she's not coming in as a as a face. She's being like a you know a diva or like a I'm better than you typical type of a heel, you know? Or I just I you know, I deserve a shot at this or that and you know, I'm entitled to this. That's I would like to see that kind of heel from her. Yeah, I think I like her I like her heel work better than her face work from her previous places she'd been at. As far as a feud, though, I think it's going to be... I mean, I don't see her getting like a... I don't see them putting like a a, top, a high-tier person right away at her because one, you have to have someone who can eat losses and two, you have to have someone who can kind of be a stopgap before the, 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 the title. Um, you know, if she comes out and wants to, you know, wants to win a championship and someone comes out and says... No, you can't just come in here and demand championship matches. Um, no, I've been here grinding for years, and you yes, can go through me. Um, my pick has always been like it's the usual, like, throw Nyla in there. She's big, and she's always usually the fir- first feed for people.
3: <laughs> I mean, yes, the, truthfully, the, the, now I will say she's, a, she's doing some stuff in ROH, and she's been doing a very good job in ROH. I think ROH is great for her because... Letting her get that personality out that she has that they're not they don't let her use an AEW. But you're right, she is literally the first feud. Uh, Well, Jade used to be one of those, and then but Jade, if you feuded with Jade, you lost. If you feud Mm -hmm. with Nyla, you won. So like it was uh, Big G says Taya as a match, sure. Uh, I agree with that as a one off match because you know I thought about this too. You could do face versus face of Red Velvet versus Mercedes, and I only say that because similar styles. Yep. They dive around the ring a lot. Uh, actually, why am I doing this this way? I had it up and then I put it down. Cause I'm a fool. I had the roster up and then I put the roster down. How many more? How many
4: more losses do you want Red Velvet to
3: keep eating? That was that was my going to be my. Though, see, I don't want her to go heal because that would be a good impetus for her to go heal, mm-hmm. which is that she just keeps losing. You have. Listen, you have obviously people like, and I I know, you know, I'm looking at you have an Abaddon, but I don't think that should be Mercedes first anything. Um, You have Diamante, who I love. You have Kira Hogan. You have Layla Gray. You have like, you have all these wrestlers. So I guess first match is tough. I think Taya is actually a good call for a first match, Mm -hmm. as is Nyla for a first mini match feud. Uh, Obviously Willow's out there, but Willow, is doing her thing with chris statlander which is actually a story i'm very interested in because it, i'm not sure which one but it feels like one of them is going heel mm-hmm. big g with the sky blue is a great call yep. um so you do have like the again the willow statlander storyline one of the two of them could go heel and i don't know which one it is uh probably statlander because she's the one though there's a swerve in there see i don't think willow was ready for heel yet i think yeah. she's still too lovable uh so that so that's it that's a um but willow because of obviously the strong connections you have thunder rose out there that'd be fun yeah. there's a story there where where thunder rose there's a story with, with two aew originals well no thunder Rosa is not an original you have a story with an aew original and a story with thunder Rosa being there for a while it's the same story but it works both ways yep. as far as the program what about brett if she's back wrestling, I, I think she's hurt. Oh, is she still hurt? I think so, yeah. I mean, I'm going to assume she is until she's back. If she's not, the best first feud. Yeah. Okay, like, again, or, hands guy. down, Girl, I would... Good, good like, promos. Yeah. Um, it, the, Hands down, if, if you tell me Willow is... Not well, so Tell me Britt Baker's... So I'm looking at her picture because I was going on the side. If you tell me Britt Baker's healthy and can wrestle... 100% the best for her first feud because she'll be heel. She has a natural reason to hate, hate Mercedes. Uh, good, you know, can go with Mercedes on the mic would be a lot of fun in the ring. That is a perfect, so healthy, you nailed it, but I, assuming she's not healthy, mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to a, so it's not with the feuds I'm about to suggest, well, I want Thunder Rosa to go heel. So, to me, Thunder Rose and Mercedes would be great because Thunder Rosa gets jealous that Mercedes is getting all the all the love of coming in. And Thunder Rose is like, I came back from injury. I was your champion. You never gave me another title shot. What are we doing here? Like, this is BS. Uh, I think that's a, that's a fun story. There's also a story, and I think Ant said it last week uh, with Sheeta, mm-hmm. the original, the, the standard bearer for a while. Like, who are you to walk in? Cause I think that's what this first story, the first real feud feels like it's going to be, it could be a, who were you to just walk in and think you were the best in this place. So you have a couple options. Again, I want Thunder Rosa to go heel. I just think they're kind of in need of that heel at the moment with Mercedes likely to be face. Um, Again, Julia Hart. I don't know what's going on with her. I haven't seen her wrestle on on the Um, but, and I don't want, it's not that I don't want, Mercedes to go after the TBS I don't want her to start there mm-hmm. and I don't so we kind of both think that Deanna's is gonna to beat Tony right like that's where we're going yeah I think it's yeah
4: that's safe because okay. well, the
3: reason I asked that is if we both think Deanna's is beating Tony you do not want Mercedes
0: to walk in and no. go after Deanna like that just doesn't make sense um
3: now Jesse's saying the women's roster always feels so small, just the same few people over a few months. Then some rotate that it does to a point. Um, they've been
4: getting better at it. Yeah, they've had a lot more side stories. I mean, they have stories with Willow and, and and Stat and what they're going, what they're doing. They have with like Stokely and everything else, and they're pairing. You have the Outcast and Ruby, and you know with Soraya and Harley Cameron. Um. Really, that's part
3: of why I didn't name those. It had nothing to do with them not being around or people yep. I didn't think could wrestle. Yeah. They're, They're just right. in their own stories. Mm-hmm. So that you know, do I like a Ruby Soho versus Mercedes match or feud? Yes, but Ruby's in a story. And Anna Jay's kind of tied in with that story. And Anna Jay's would be a fine first match, but not a feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saray is tied in with that. And that would be a fun listen, Saray versus Mercedes. Will be a fun feud at some point. I don't care what, like, you know, because. You say that's a pay-per-view match. Yeah, you say yeah, a, it's a one-off, but it is a, a one-off match, but a feud. Um Because, well, maybe not a one-off, but it definitely is a pay-per-view because they have shared um, history and everything. You have Serena Deep. Yeah. who, do you want her to lose the first feud? Then again, Serena will have been back for over a month and a half, by the time Mercedes. We're assuming Mercedes can wrestle when she comes in. Because, again, reports for injuries. Um, so, by that time, Serena could take a loss. Because I don't want Serena losing too quickly. So, yeah, Serena's a good feud. Big G's suggesting Tony, if you, Tony's in champ. Not right away. I mean, who am I? This is my opinion. I, I always feel bad when I'm like, not right away. Like, like I know better. We're all equally booking here. Um, in my mind, not right away. Because that'd be too, ton- like, Mercedes is winning whatever her first feud is. Let's just be perfectly honest about that. So that would be two Tony losses in a row. Now there is something to be said that Tony just keeps going further and further into her descent, Mm -hmm. but I don't think so. However, that is absolutely a money feud on the table at some point.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Like you, you would like if like that might be their biggest feud that they'll get eventually. And if Jamie, hopefully Jamie Hayter gets healthy at some point, because then you you, you know she, her back into things just changes. Really, she. I mean, it's a shame, but that's a big hole that's missing like that. Like, you know. Um, and of course, Deanna and Mercedes will have a feud at some point. Like, they're, this is what I mean with bringing her in. There, are, there's a lot of money matches. I'd love to see Athena get out of it. At ROH drop the title, come up and become a real player in this division now. Uh, she has killed it in ROH. She, but she's done all she can do.
4: Did you really say money matches?
3: Oh, Jesus Christ! And I didn't even mean it. I'm punning accidentally now. You have a problem, Ryan? Honestly, it's the greatest problem in the world. Um, I'm not upset. I am apparently punning by accident, and I'm going to take it. And I'm going to live by this. I'd admit it if I did it on purpose too, because I'd be very proud of it. I will say that is a pun I have made before but
4: that an idea. it's a pretty low-hanging
3: fruit of, of a pun it's the one i go for i'm, not, I'm short i'm not reaching i'm only I'm, I'm barely i'm not quite six feet i'm not really reaching up that high uh so yeah there's a lot like i said i once once we start talking about what to do with osprey because osprey relates relates to the to me osprey is very tied into the callus family and so we start thinking about i said osprey comes in his face Mercedes is coming at his face. We don't know if they have a cot or not. I hope they do, but we don't know if they do. Um, Big G saying this is an intervention. Listen, this is a poor way to do an intervention where I can run away. Like, if you're doing an intervention, you better lock me down and sit me down so I can't go. Because I will run.
0: Like the movie Mafia Run, Florist, run. Oh, you'll run. So you, you say you're gonna you'll run? I'll run, like basically run.
3: Well, virtually. Okay. And then I made a joke about the movie Mafia. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I haven't. Oh, it's a spoof movie hmm. on mob movies. Sure, makes sense. I, I love it, but it, it's it was made in like the late '90s. Huntervention by Jesse Ozog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well done. Wouldn't it be intervention pun? Punch invention sounds like a, a convention for punchers.
4: <laughs>
3: now I'm picturing that, the, the, you know, the, the, the first ever punch invention. It's yeah, every punter that's
4: ever been in that. The... Your, your keynote speaker for this is Pat McAfee. Oh
3: my God, he would be too.
4: <laughs> Jeff
3: Eagles. People would go for him uh so that's just just some interesting you know thoughts and and words and words of thoughts and things and you know whatever before we get to our main event um i'm just i somehow closed out of a window i was in i don't know how i do this our main event obviously is the big tag match of sting and darby versus big bill and
0: ricky starks So, all right, got it up. I mean, I knew what went on in this, but
3: I'm trying to debate how I want to start. We'll go through the match. This match was really good. There's a If you don't call it out, I will, but I'll keep my I'll, – I'll let it to you. There's a one Darby, really cool – You haven't called out Mary Spots, Mary Spots, so feel free. When Darby did the sui- uh, suicide dive to the outside and got caught in this um, – the Boss Man Slam, whatever other way you want to call it. Fantastic by him and Big Bill. Just – so like really well done like that looked smooth and painful that was a spot that was everywhere but it deservingly so um there was one point where um big bill had had, had um darby up and sting came and hit him but almost looked like darby was about to fall on starks yeah i was very worried and i'm pausing some for some reason um so uh sting and darby end up winning with the scorpion death drop on starks they are your tag team champions we all think we're happy this is what a way to end the night we're all going happy and then some dastardly businessmen come around the evps in pure white which is going to matter Come out and assault Darby and Sting with were they pipes or bats? White it looked like they're white bats. Okay, I couldn't tell. No, so with white bats and they beat up beat Sting and Darby to hell. Darby's busted open, so their white suits are now just covered in blood. They hit was it Sting or Darby with the 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 trigger? Darby. They hit Darby with the EVP. Trigger. We were specifically told it was changed from BTE to EVP. They have made a state Can't wait till they turn being the elite to being the EVP. Oh my! And so the, I mean, fans are booing. This this one is about as well as you
0: could hope for. Um. Yeah, and the, like for this turn, like obviously
3: the bucks were going to but like, this worked really, really well. What'd you think of the match and the after and all that jazz?
4: I think it played out as well as it could have been since, you know, I thought they're that Sting and Darby were going to win the titles when they announced this match, you know, a week or two so ago. And I think for the bucks to get a lie, heat, they had to come in and attack them and beat them down afterwards to really give, uh, you no, know, Sting and Darby a reason to have this match with them. Otherwise, you're just kind of a uh, you know you want to be your final match, but having the titles online makes it that much more important. Uh, you forgot they also be up Sting's sons.
3: God, I forgot about his sons.
4: Innocent bystanders, you know who. Uh, so yeah, his sons
3: were there, and they come in to celebrate. And listen, mate, <laughs> I actually now that I now that you brought it up. <laughs> I'm going to say it. They were you knew something was going to happen because they had this like awkward like look on or like movement or look of like like making sure they were in their spot I guess. Yeah, the timing and the spots and the like yes and and I'm like and I remember I mean it didn't ruin anything. It just was really funny to watch. And and what I didn't like at the time I didn't let me rephrase, I didn't know that it meant the Bucks were gonna attack. I didn't know what they were setting up for. I didn't know if something sting was gonna do like a sting thing or something like that. But you just knew something was gonna happen.
4: Uh, especially with the over with the announcement of the overrun and that being the main event, you're like, all right, something's gonna happen after the match. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was so funny. Uh I thought the uh, aside from assuming that they were gonna win, I felt like the the things in the match that really sold me on Sting and Darby are gonna win was one, it's the Sting tag team special match of a tornado tag match. I don't think he's been in a he's rarely in a regular tag match with Darby. He's always tornado. And two, the other thing that sold me that he was going to win was he did the uh the dive off of the the tunnel. You know why not when you're 60 some odd years old and you're a few weeks away from your last match. <laughs> all I could think about is why Sting, why? But uh, I thought all talk through the the match, I thought Big Bill looked really like really good in this match, as far as like being able to what he did with uh Darby, and I thought that man looked really strong. Uh, you mentioned the the counters with the boss man slam or the black hole slam. Um, I just like watching him toss Darby around the ring and like slamming his head into the mat. Um, I thought, yeah, I just thought it made big bill look really good. Um,
0: thing and
3: then I think Darby and big bill have really good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like it's they played small off small each guy. other really well. Yeah. yeah, But y- you not, I mean, we always remember the ones that work, but there have been plenty of times where it just didn't work. The big guy, either the small guy couldn't Mm -hmm. realistically move, like get, like, yeah, it it just, they didn't gel or whatever. They weren't moving at the same. The small guy couldn't slow down enough for the big guy or the big guy couldn't, you know, move enough to catch this. Like just, but you know, again, like the do the dive into the slam Mm -hmm. like big bills, incredible. I mean he's got a I like him and Starks' as a team, but they each have a singles run in them. I mean mm-hmm. Starks has many in him, but
4: Yeah, big The only teams missing was Big Bill catching and Darby and you know lawn darting him into a semi trailer, a la you no know, Kevin Nash and Rey Mysterio.
3: Booyaka, booyaka. Oh, that was before those days.
4: hmm I wouldn't know
3: I wouldn't know um Ram Mysterio's uh WCW theme if you paid me.
4: I don't remember. I it's hard to remember any theme of his besides the one he has right now.
3: I did legitimately the same problem. Um I I only know yeah, oh, Boyucca. Oh, six one. I you know, I couldn't sing it and I can't sing it. But he did have that one theme when it like when he first like was really starting to Get, uh, get hot in WWE. Um, Sorry, but, I'm down a rabbit hole now. Yeah, uh, we'll get away from this rabbit hole because it'd be bad for me. Um, <laughs> so, clearly what you were predicting is coming true. You had Sting and Darby win the belt. Uh, and now it's going to be Sting and Darby versus the 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 EBP Bucks. Um, I gotta think think it's something instead of Young. Other than the Bucks, no, Bucks is fine. No, no, yeah, but you want I want something to replace Young, or just call them the Jacksons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, listen, you're gonna go with the Bucks. That's gonna be the way it ends up
0: going. But uh, executive Bucks. Hmm. so evb is the executive vice bucks um
3: i don't know i'm not i have nothing good but i just i, I think one in front of the other would be
0: funny
4: yeah. um yeah, well, you got some a workshop that yeah so
3: they're gonna win clearly they're gonna beat staying and derby i mean it'd be stupid of them to lose because mm-hmm. at this point You know, Sting and Darby, Darby's not, but Sting's on his way out. He's retiring. I I forget who said it, but he's still going to get his, might have been on the cruise. It might have been Bully Ray of all people. I don't usually credit with a lot of good ideas, but um, Sting's still going to get his standing ovation and cheers Mm -hmm. after he's laying down in the ring. When he gets up and he's whatever, people are st- he's still gonna have his moment. So he doesn't have to go at just you know, the like Ozark middle management bucks. Um, he he doesn't have to go out on top to have his moment. Like uh-huh. he's still gonna have it.
4: Yeah. Um. The bus are gonna cheat. You're not gonna win clean. So no.
0: Yeah.
3: So they're gonna get so much. Like there are like.
4: The heat on them already, so good. I think they pinned Darby, and then Darby feels like he let Sting. He'll feel like he let Sting down, and Sting will have to console him.
3: Yeah, Uh and then that's going to lead Darby on an interesting story. Without like, this is going to be the first time since almost the beginning of AEW. When did Sting come in?
4: Twenty twenty one during the pandemic during Daily Place. So yeah
3: hold on let me, let me, i want to be here
4: year. three years sounds about right
3: yeah so it was uh no it was 2020.
0: okay
3: it was the it's december 2020 so that would make sense 2020 yeah so you're talking yes yeah, darby was there for all of 2020 but other than that so that, except for that first year Char darby's always had stings. darby's mm-hmm. always been had that safety net and you no longer have that um hmm. so you wonder what they're going to do with his character because that's a story like is he going to be lost is he not going to know what to do with himself he lost his 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 guy um so so that's an interesting story then obviously you have the bucks who are just going to be so hated and they're so good at it I'm so excited for all this. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any any closing thoughts on the feud that we're about to see?
4: No, I think it's all kind of playing out as as we are kind of uh, predicting or forecasting. So, it either no matter if, we, if it's right or wrong, it's going to be fun. Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: All right.
3: So that was the 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 end of dynamite
0: a uh, f- couple news and notes I do have a couple uh, so if you didn't
3: know there's going to be tickets on sale this weekend for the Boston show I don't know if anyone is familiar with that uh, the, the, you know obviously there's still rumors out there that, that AEW thinks they're going to get to Okada which should be fun but we don't know and there's rumors that they're going to get Camille from uh from nwa any thoughts on camille coming over
4: i i don't have a, a great deep um familiarity with camille's work very very high level surface level knowledge of of the match of some of the matches
3: yeah but. I, I i i'm with you i've seen her have a few matches uh I wasn't a huge, I'm not, wasn't, and I'm not a huge NWA watcher, though, from what I understand, she was very, she was a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know she's, if
4: she's another big name from another promotion. I mean, yeah. You're only making your roster that much deep, that much, you know, building in depth. So,
3: yep. And then to round out news and notes, something that's tangentially related to AEW, very tangentially, but I do want to bring it up because it could impact. Oh, wow, I didn't even mean that pun. I really am on a roll tonight. Um, it could impact future AEW signings, relationships, partnerships. Scott Samoa is out of TNA as of today. For anyone unfamiliar, Scott Samoa has been the president of TNA for the last couple of years. He's been with TNA for two decades, but he he really was the guy who took over TNA and righted the ship after they went. To, they originally went to Impact, and then GC, uh, and then uh, Global Force Wrestling with with uh jeff Jarrett, and they had a whole bunch of disasters scott zamore was the one who righted that ship and made impact maybe not tv wise or monetarily but at least quality wise a true competitor third third promotion for and so, some sometimes they're putting on better stuff than either AEW or um or wwe so quality wise they were there they just clearly don't have the money on the TV the reasons being given are that they want Anthem once TN, uh, TNA to be more in line with more synergy. Uh, and they felt, this is at least the rumor out there right now. This could all come back to be false. This was the original rumors that they wanted more in line and that they didn't think to more fit that view. I don't know how you can view that. The guy turned TNA around I mean, He made that and, from what I understand, there were a lot of wrestlers who were very unhappy with the way that went down. Which is why I bring it up. He had, so he, so Damore was, so from what I understand from writers, you know, way more than I do. Sean Ross Sapp, PW, Ins- PW Insider, all those guys. Demore was responsible for reforming the relationships with New Japan, uh, the Triple Mexi- you know, A. Like he rebuilt those relationships after Impact had kind of butchered them. And obviously, he's the one who a lot of wrestlers liked. will impact will have an effect uh, screw you, Joe. will have an effect on obviously future partnerships with those those company,
4: other companies and signings. Any thoughts, feelings, emotions, ideas? Yeah, my first thought was just it'll be interesting to see how they work with other entities because, you know, you have the history of AEW and CNA working together, right? And then now all of a sudden you had WWE working with CNA, you know, with the last couple of Rumbles with Mickie James, or especially now with Jordan Grace this past Rumble. Um, will they have that kind of relationship going forward with the the new uh, new president? Uh, so I'm I'm interested to see what kind of relationships are maintained, if any, going forward. Yeah, I mean that's that's
3: very tough and. Uh, you know there there was talks out there that if you know talent wanted to leave, they could at a certain level. Um, yeah, Moose isn't walking out that door. Yeah, Jordan Jordan Grace isn't going to be allowed to leave. Yeah, you know if if you're if you're at a certain level, but the but again, this is and I think what's what's important here is just how out of the blue it is. You know, literally every wrestling writer insider that. Uh, that we I don't get some crowd. I guess I guess Fightful just ended. Um, every wrestling insider
4: or writer seemed to be shocked by this. Uh, it's almost know. as if you know it's like I'm not saying this is why, but it's like all these other promotions have news going around on around them. Like you know, you have WWE having plenty of news going around about it for multiple reasons. You know, AEW has news with you no know, the the likely debut and signing of no Mercedes, you have the the stardom news that had came out. I mean, it sounds Uh, like all the promotions have had like these headlines lately. And like, it's just a weird time in professional wrestling. Well, I actually forgot the stardom news. Um,
3: It will tie that in because this gets tied in, in case anyone's unaware, the stardom founder who was moved to EVP status, executive? You know, oh no, he not even EVP. He was his EP. He was the executive producer. Um, I don't know. If, I know it's Rossi is his last name. His Bushi Road cut his contract, and the the reason being given is that he was essentially going to be leaving anyway to start his own promotion or go somewhere, and it was looking like he was poaching talent. or at least beginning to poach talent to come to that new promotion. And there's some insinuations that he was also helping, or at least trying to help cut deals for wrestlers to go to WWE while they were
0: still under contract with stardom.
3: This is important for multiple reasons. One another it, it could lead to another obviously another female promotion in japan i'm assuming it'd be it'd be female i don't think he would try to compete in the in the pure male space again because i just think there's a lot over in japan already but maybe um and his experience has been in the women's side uh but it'd be a another women's promotion in japan uh which is obviously a big deal for not just japanese women but for american women to go over and wrestle with um it would also start you to wonder about relationships and and who was what and what is does this strengthen AEW with New Japan with Bushi Road who owns New Japan and Stardom like do they start to get more Stardom talent because maybe he was the the block I'm not saying I know that at all you just start to wonder these things these things start to get asked does this mess up any deals with women coming to wwe from there does this open up a partnership with for someone with wwe in japan which you know they wanted they wanted a partner in japan do they now get their first it would be with a woman's promotion well there's they can go for all japan too but does it give them a new partner who clearly likes um clearly likes uh you know, WWE. So
5: it, it, that is,
3: there's a lot of interesting things. Then now you mix in the Scott to more news with anthem. And, and I think actually what's going under the radar with the anthem, new, with the, the, the TNA anthem news is that it looks like TNA wants to, I'm oh not TNA, anthem wants to make TNA. Um, Kate, okay, if you want to come on and give your opinions on, we're wrapping up, but if you want to give your opinions on Mercedes and some stuff, I'd love to hear them. Uh,
0: uh, I, I think I sent you the link um, it, it, it uh, you know what's going on is that they,
3: they said they want to, They want Anthem wants TNA to be more tied in with it and more, more uh, corporate synergy and, and become a bigger part I could read that badly or I could read that in a good way obviously it starts bad by getting rid of the guy who helped turn around the company and you worry about what that why? What does that mean? Because there's always this assumption that you could just find you can plug and play, and someone can just keep things going. And we've learned that through many promotions over time. That's just not true. But it's also good because maybe they'll finally be getting better TV or a real investment, which would really change where they are in the the wrestling landscape. Uh, any thoughts? Any? I mean, I know, I know I just kind of spitballed that out there, but it, it's a it's a
0: no, it's an I idea, I guess. Yeah,
4: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait until Kate gets on here because she can probably speak better to to a lot of this um, than I can because she watches more of this, uh, more of the products of, you know, stardom and New Japan and things like that. You know, Kate hates wrestling. I don't know what you're
3: talking about. Girl, they had a lot of blood on their clothes. The, the, the Jacksons had a lot of blood on their clothes. Hello.
6: Hello. How we doing?
3: We're good. Um, we're we were at our. Here? What'd you say?
6: You're wrapping up around here.
3: Yeah, but we're we would like your opinion on a couple different topics because you're you're. We'll go with the one we're on right now because you're actually the most experienced on this one. We're talking about both the firing of Scott Timour. Sure. And and actually, technically, I guess the firing of Rossi or however he says his name over in uh, Stardom and uh, Bushiroad. Thoughts on how that changes. I mean, because it is tangentially related to AEW in the sense that relationships, contracts for wrestlers, signings, all that stuff now is impacted. Thoughts on how it impacts
4: AEW and the greater wrestling landscape? So,
0: oh, you,
4: I'm sorry, Ryan. Did you say uh, did you drop the word impact multiple times there too?
6: I did. <laughs>
4: You're on one tonight. You're just oh, yeah.
6: Um, I will say what Sean said because I don't know as much, but um he said you know the question with tna this whole time has still been like great like he turned around the company on a shoestring budget truly like okay but you're still not like how do you make money because it doesn't (laughs) we don't know if they're making money and if you're bringing in nick Nemeth and uh osprey for some dates and all these things you're making all these positive changes trinity didn't take peanuts you know what i mean like there's um how is it a profitable business or is it an entertaining product? Sometimes those two things don't always match up. So that's one thing. The other aspect, and I can't speak too much to this because I don't know too much about it, was um, Scott Damore was in charge of handling an investigation about sexual harassment from Don Callis to someone else. And the intention was to bring in an independent third party. And it was not an independent third party. It was somebody that, uh, I don't know what the bias in the case might've been, but had an objectionable case. Um, That was a while ago. Obviously all the Vince stuff I'm sure is making everybody pause and question things. But uh, my my guess and the guess of other people that I reached out to is that it's probably the financial side of this. You just had this very successful rebrand and um, you might need someone else to A, do what Scott was doing for less money or B, do a better job of the business side of it um if it was just that i would imagine they would have just made him just the head of creative or something and maybe slashed his salary or something because my understanding is he was wearing a ton of hats there but um that's the impact side of it i don't know how that affects things at all i think i think aw and impact now tna had like a. I wouldn't say it was like a friendly relationship after the working relationship but i don't think it was a bad relationship either. It wasn't, um, it wasn't soured. It just wasn't, like, beneficial to either party particularly. Um, so that's kind of the TNA stuff. The Rossi stuff is bad shit. The Rossi stuff, uh, he was, it sounded like, was kind of a a double agent of sorts for his own brand, which is really weird. Uh, I don't know. There are rumors, nothing reported, at least by Fightful, Um, And I think pretty much anybody else with a respectable reputation, there are rumors that he was being waived job or creative consult or whatever with Triple H um, at the helm and that he was helping negotiate major stars of his own promotion out of it in exchange for that. I would guess Triple H is probably on a bit of a shorter leash at the moment based on (laughs) what is going on with the investigations and current WWE creative. Um, How that affects things in stardom, I don't know. I do know one of their main talents said that she's staying there. Julia, who's the biggest talent, said that she was going to go with Rossi to his new promotion for the remainder of what would have been the rest of her contract. So the only way that really affects AEW from my understanding of it is that everybody was like, why isn't AEW interested in Julia? Is it because she works too stiff? Is it because talent who's from Japan already, she's under contract for another year. You're not allowed to have interest in her until like at least months and months from now I've heard as early as may, I've heard as late as August and people were showing interest in her as soon as the beginning of the year. So, um, my understanding and and what I've heard from people both in and around AEW was that you can't. You can't have an interest. Not a formal one. Um, So that's part of the reason there was no interest in Julia. They've got other fish to fry with actual free agents in the women's division including Mercedes and Deanna and now more recently it sounds like Camille. So we'll see where that stands. But it sounds like Julia is following Rossi until the end of what was her stardom contract and then we'll likely go to wwe i don't know what the hell is going on with the rest of that that's bananas okay. um, but
3: that's to change the, the free agent or not even necessarily free agent, but the wrestler pool for aew i mean in two different ways in tna because it seems like a lot of wrestlers are unhappy with scott being removed yes At least that was some of the initial reports so opens up people who may now start trying to look elsewhere and for stardom one, it may change a relationship where TNA might actually, I mean, not TNA, where AEW might actually start using stardom talent a little bit more, or now you have a second women's promotion in Japan. It's another competitor for certain talents.
6: I mean, and and not even just a second, I think there's a, a few under the Joshi umbrella. Um, I'm very unfamiliar with that scene. I won't pretend not to be. There but are, it I, is, I guess
3: I've like at a level, like.
6: Sure. Like, I I think Ice Ribbon, right? Like, there's all sorts of stuff over there. But Stardom's, like, the biggest name. And they're also the other one owned by Bushi Road. Um, What I think is interesting here is Mercedes is open to working in Japan still. And there's still people over there that are rooting for her, too. My guess is that would still be under the Stardom Bushi Road umbrella. Um, More likely, probably under the New Japan women's title picture. But uh, Stardom had a tough year. They got beaten up by a lot of injuries. They lost a lot of the momentum they had. When you hear internal strife like this, you start to maybe understand why. If there were top talent that was actively being pushed out of there or negotiating their way out of there, it's hard to do that. Um, And it's also very stable-based over there, too. So uh, it's not like you're just losing Julia. You're losing the entire stable of, I think it was DDM. I think is the name of it. Um, so it, it's, it's a trickier landscape and, and in general, stardom, new Japan, uh, ROH before it got bought TNA is in the same boat where it's like, they are going to have to solve the problem for themselves of, uh, we grow stars and then they leave. And you have to do that either by retaining talent or always having the next star up, right? like. Uh, New Japan realistically has... I think the War Dogs are going to resign, so that's huge for them. Zack Sabre Jr. signing is huge for them. But they lost Will Ospreay, who was their guy. And they lost Okada, who was their ace. The Sonata title reign was great, but I don't think it was like a this-is-the-next-guy type level of great. Um, So I think what promotions on that level, male or female, or both... are going to have to figure out is, is that piece of it? And that's where I think this gets a little bit more interesting is what is TNA realistically going to do to solve that problem? While also how do you bring more money in the door without spending more money is something that I, I don't know how any of these guys solve. MLW just signed Bobby fish. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah.
3: It's just interesting. Like again, we don't usually cover, obviously don't cover those, but when, when something, when two guys, fall out and now all of a sudden you're like what's the yeah you know,
6: well it's all the competition too, right like you have you have tanahashi taking over in new japan you have all the instability in wwe you have scott Damore in tna i don't follow all japan but all japan had a shake up apparently as well and stardom like kind of everywhere that's above an mlw uh nwa level is is shaken up Ironically, AEW is the one with the least drama at the beginning of the year, which is not something I would have said at any point last year. So,
3: maybe it was good that they had all theirs out last year.
6: Yeah, maybe that's what <laughs> sure seems like since one specific person less things calm down yeah. realistically. Well,
3: speaking of that one specific person, not really yes. him, but this is we talked about this at the beginning, and Joe and I kinda had Joe for rightful reasons, and I'll let him explain it himself if you have a question, had a little bit different take on this, but Clearly, Tony Khan had his big announcements tonight, and that's that they're going to be in Boston. Uh, wow. So, all things considered, we know it's Mercedes. They had the boss ton in their own graphic, even without the spoilers out there. If you read the spoilers out there, she signed, but even without those, they gave it away in their own graphic. This is the it's CM TV Punk TV, and
6: it's it's not John Cena. So, like, who else yes. from Boston is it going to be? right
3: but this is the cm punk treatment this is you don't actually say they're coming you just give every single hit in the world to say it um you let the people put the you know you let the people read spoilers online or put the pieces together you go to their hometown you name a show after them you basically count on them alone to sell this place out at a time this is the cm punk treatment so what is your thoughts on all of this
6: I think it's probably the most historic women's wrestling talent rollout of a modern era that you've ever gotten on the women's side. I think that's really cool. Um, I think most people reasonably assumed when she wasn't showing up at Royal Rumble, she wasn't showing up in WWE. I think people probably assumed that it was AEW over stardom just from a, a contract standpoint, as far as money goes. And the fact that you can work AEW and still work stardom. Uh, that was most of the feedback that I had heard, uh, from people that were like tuning in the past few weeks. And I think it's awesome. Like, I I think it's really cool that like, there's not a lot of people that got the CM Punk treatment outside of CM Punk. Right. And his was because he was returning. Yeah. Like his was because he was returning to wrestling after seven years. It was a huge, huge, huge deal. Uh, this is a huge deal, not because it's going to be so surprising or. Um, I don't know if it's momentous in the same way, uh, respective to the industry as a whole, but I think it's momentous to women's wrestling and this women's division. And, uh, to give a female athlete, that kind of treatment is just something that is unprecedented. And I I think that absolutely rules. I don't know if you do hypothetically, if they have Okada, it's, it's called big business right so do you do mercedes comes out gives a 20 minute talk and then somewhere in the middle of the show you hear a coin drop and you double down like you did with adam cole and danielson you could do that uh you could also just hint that okada's coming if you do have him just the name of the show being big business is like very money focused and you have a coin drop you have the iconic picture of mercedes and okada in japan right um so, yeah, so i I think I think it absolutely rules whether they do that as a standalone for her or if there's more to it. But,, uh, I Sean had said on this show that she that he had confirmed through New Japan that when everybody was talking about a Julia Mercedes match, there were sources in New Japan who were very upset by that because they couldn't because she was still injured. All those training videos that she posted. Were from months prior. So she was still injured and playing everybody this whole time. Ha ha ha. She got us all uh, that she wouldn't have been cleared for for that match. So uh, I think the timing of it's really cool and I'm excited. I'm just excited to see what she brings to the division, which is cooking outside of her. You know, it's like this will just take it up another level.
3: So I feel like I'm interviewing you and this is weird, but I'm, since we talked about it, I'm asking you questions. So I'll give you... What do do you think it means for the division? Like, let me ask you, what do you think this means for the division?
6: Uh, I think it'll probably mean the cementation of more screen time. I don't think that you put someone who will likely be one of the biggest draws, man or woman, uh, and, and not continue to develop what you've already had in motion. I think in ring, she's capable of making pretty much anybody look as good as anybody could look. I think star power wise, she brings an entirely different element than anybody that is there currently. And the only person that came close was probably Jade. And Jade didn't have the in-ring experience to bring what Mercedes can bring as an entire package. Her uh, contributions to wrestling and her expansion from pop culture, I think is going to open doors for other women in AEW. You don't see them on reality shows and with clothing lines and stuff like there's not a lot of people that are doing that so i think you're going to see her knock some of that stuff down and i think mercedes versus whoever is just going to be a very big deal for the next three to five years i really do and there's a lot of people that can be in that spot if jamie hater is capable of coming back that's like i think you're gonna hear if you can do mercedes versus jamie Hader at all in I think you're gonna hear the biggest women's wrestling pop that has ever been had in, in AEW. I think that'll be absolutely, absolutely bonkers. So there's so many matches people have lined up in their head. Who she debuts against is really interesting. I think it could be, um, you know, I go to Sheeta and I go to Willow. Of Willow being for the story that uh, she put Mercedes out, coming back to visit that is really interesting. Sheeta is just not doing anything right now, and she's the in-ring ace of the division a lot of fun to be had there too. Uh so we'll see. We will see.
3: Who so what do you think her who do you think do you think Willow's her first feud? Who do you think her fir- first feud is?
6: Um I feel like just because there's so much going on with like Willow and Crescent and stuff, I would say like not being used right now and this is a cool problem to have is I feel like Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa seem to be kicking around the mid-card picture a little bit. I would probably say Sheeta just because she's she's the one that's been like completely off screen and carries the um, prestige of being a three-time champion and one of their best in-ring performers.
3: It's a shame. Joe, I mean, unfortunately, I think injuries gonna prevent it because Joe nailed the best feud, which would have been Britt.
6: Yeah, I I don't know what her status is right now. I don't know what her status is. That, that right would have been the
3: one to walk into, but so
6: she was that for Soraya. Soraya could be that for Mercedes, but I f- that feels like yeah. something you do double line.
3: Yeah. Revisiting, Mercedes problem,
6: Saraya. I'm going to
3: throw Joe under the bus here, but actually, he, he he was valid. His problem, the whole thing, is he feels like this has been a conversation
4: for so hold long. On, hold on. Before you start, I support women. I support women. In you wrestling. hate
6: women. I understand.
4: Okay. I uh, I wasn't going to say. That. I, I, Joe,
3: to me, it's, if, sound if, if, uh, The way it was described to me, and I'm speaking for Joe, but this is kind of fun for me, so I'm going to do it. Was that he? uh, It had been talked about so much and hinted at so much that it had lost a little bit of that steam or excitement for him. That once I don't think it's the future isn't what he's talking about. I think he meant the announcement. Like this announcement didn't hold the same as it could have because it was not out of the blue at all. Like like it wasn't like
6: very expected and uh joe hates women like that's just the only (laughs) only conclusion to draw from that no i get that like it's been it's been talked about to death that it was the handwriting couldn't have been more on the wall you know what i mean like we we knew it was coming i'm more intrigued to see what the actual presentation looks like once it like gets there but i can understand because it was an announcement about something you already knew like that that makes sense right but i think um
4: I just I I you know, with the investment you have in in Mercedes and throwing all this promotion and you know popping circumstance around her, like you can't I just wanna make sure like I wanna make sure that AW doesn't, like fumble the bag and you know miss this grand opportunity to have like walking in the door for them and like what you said, what it can do. For them for years to come sure and you know they've been so many times in the past where we think they have the right trajectory and momentum and somehow they you know stumble over their toes or their feet and we go two steps back instead of going forward so i'm hoping that's behind us and it's just bigger and better things now from this moment
6: i agree and i, I think you're right and that it was if you've been paying attention this was not a surprise in any way I think a lot of people felt this way about Soraya, but she just unfortunately like doesn't have the ring capacity that um, I don't know. I don't know if anybody knew what to expect from Soraya, and the fact that she also has fibromyalgia on top of the neck issues um, is is a is shoestringed her a little bit. Um, I also think that maybe they got too invested in the idea of one big name coming in and didn't back it up with screen time, appropriate booking, appropriate feuds, like, um, which nobody can do anything for you if you're not going to support it. Right. So I, my guess is Mercedes is probably going to be the highest paid woman in wrestling from this or very close to, uh, I think she takes a lot of pride in what her value is. And I don't think you make a financial investment up front if you're not going to back it up. Um, and this is also kind of the last, other than the multi-man pictures, I know a lot of people aren't happy with like the trios and the tag pictures. Uh, This is kind of the last piece of the puzzle that they need to really have cemented as, as a company. I think like this has been the complaint from the beginning. So to have that uh, continue to develop, I think is something that's really good.
3: Do you think, so this was, this was like going off Joe's concern. And this is, do you think it's going to, that she guarantees more women's segments or do you think they just replace the women's segments they have now with her?
6: No, I think you'll see expansion of screen time. We've already seen on Collision two weeks in a row of two women's matches. My guess, I I think the way Sean had put it on a show weeks ago was it's like the Mercedes segment and a women's segment. So it'll be an added speaking segment or an added match. And what you were already kind of doing was the way that it was framed. And
3: totally unrelated, but I need so I didn't notice this before. I need someone to answer this for me. When when did they start doing that thing with their uh the the barricades?
6: I don't know. I don't know. That I think they did really it on cool. collision.
3: Well, the stage there, but
6: I mean the stage there. <laughs> that
4: looks cool. really cool. I like that. Yeah, I thought like they just started doing that. I just, I, it's definitely I might... recent. Yeah, definitely recent.
6: They made a lot of okay. good production changes lately. Like the camera shots have been cooler. I loved the backstage stuff in the opener tonight. It was really good.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, it's the first time I ever noticed that. I'm like, well, what, what is that? i never, uh, you know, that was really cool. Well, actually <laughs> that, the, before we wrap this up, but I just went, Deanna was, when Joe and I were talking about Deanna is why I feel good about Mercedes coming in because every other big wrestler that I said, this to Joe, maybe you'll disagree. So I'm, I'm trying to get your Athena. She came in she had basically a two week story with Jade. Uh, Taya came in a two week story with Jade. Soraya is a bit unique because Soraya, I think they realized she can't wrestle as much as maybe they had hoped she could. Tony came in and had absolutely no story. Deanna came in and, um, and so like Taya and, and Athena's story was Jade's story. It wasn't their story. It was Jade's. Jade had an open challenge and they were responding. Deanna came in, she's had a six-week build with Tony, and it's every bit her. St- I said this show, it's every bit her story. It's her personal relationship with, with Tony. It's her history. It's she's proving she's as good as she's supposed to be. They're letting her have multiple promos. They're letting her own commentary. To me, it's the first time they've had like the first woman, like the first woman they brought in who's actually like had real development to start. It, I don't know if you feel the same, or
6: I I do. Um, but I feel like that's often actually the case with the men too. Um, Punk came in and he had like the Darby stuff, but that was not uh, very very few people have walked into like championship pictures. The men have just had more sustainability coming in and out of it. Like Brian Danielson had a Kenny Omega dream match, right? If you're bringing it into the biggest attraction in the women's division, that was probably Jade. She wasn't the strongest in-ring and she didn't have history with anyone. because She'd never done it before. So <laughs> there's not like as yeah. much to play off of, but I agree that the Deanna welcome has been probably the best one, but it's also, you've had the most cemented championship story for her to walk into. She carries the in-ring ability. Um, I mean, one of the best technical wrestlers in the world period, man or woman, uh, probably the best technical women's wrestler in the world, um, at least in North America. Um, so I I think it's also all of the circumstances being right, but I will say they very rarely like sign someone and hotshot them into a picture. I don't even think they'll do that with Will Ospreay and he's probably the best wrestler in the world. So
3: that makes sense. So any final thoughts on the Mercedes coming in?
6: Um, I'm just glad that my boss is going to get to sleep maybe at some point, but I, (laughs) I, I don't think so. Yeah. We'll see what happens with this WWE stuff, but, um, like that it does it does in covering all this feel like a monkey off your back but i am so excited for what it's gonna mean and what's really cool is like i think about like ali cease right like there's a whole generation of people that are a little younger than us just a little um only a year
3: or two yeah
6: only a couple years but like grew up watching her and bailey like they didn't have the divas experience that we did so they don't have like the revolution piece of it but they grew up with the match that made them fall in love with any wrestling being bailey and mercedes or bailey and sasha at that point or um you know were a couple years behind us and how special sasha and bianca was and things like that like it's it's really really cool that there are people who and their more formative years of wrestling like they just had that. Like, they grew up with Sasha, and now, like, they're carrying it into their adulthood this way. Um, So, it's just special. It's it's always special when one of the best wrestlers in the world shows up somewhere, right? And now, I'm excited for... If she walked into WWE and walked right into the story that they have with Bayley, that would have been great, too. A whole new slate of competitors is really, really, really exciting. And for her to get to continue her relationship with Japan, I think, is really special, too. Like, it's a, a good deal that you get to work at a promotionally. So I'm just excited. I'm excited for the actual her showing up part. It's going to make me really happy.
3: <laughs> Any comments on tonight's show you want to make? You don't have to. I'm just.
6: Uh, Swerve and Hanger was fucking ridiculous. What a blast. Um, yeah. That match was incredible. I love that we're going to get this double turn. Um, I love the story of like that Tony Storm. Deanna pulling Tony Storm out of her psychosis is like simply making her be a wrestler again. Like, she was definitely not a performer against Red Velvet tonight. Like, she was more back to her, like, proper in-ring style, which I thought was very clever. Um, Takeshita making Jericho submit to his own move was really cool. Echicero is unbelievable. And the CMLL stuff I thought was fun. Banger of an episode. And... Good for Stig and Darby. Like it would have been really cool if the Bucks cost them instead, but like them actually holding the title is is a special thing. So I, I thought it was a really strong episode overall. Really yeah, fun. To I had about. a
3: lot of fun. Joe, do you think it was a strong episode overall? You've been quiet since Kate came on because you know you don't support women.
6: Yeah.
4: No, I support women so much that I want Kate's voice to be heard by all. <laughs> Interruption. Um, no, it was it was a good. I always kind of judge the diamonds based on how fast I feel like the show is going. And this one flew by. Like I, I looked and i like, oh, we have like 25 minutes left of the show. So that usually tells me that it's been a really solid episode.
6: Yeah, that they do time limit draws extremely well in this company. Extremely well.
3: Yeah. Well, I was glad that it wasn't your typical time limit draw that Swerve sat down and said, let's go. And everyone thought, okay, we'll get the five minutes. We've done this a few times. And then Hangman took the MJF approach. No. Oh, no. No. Wait, maybe you can answer the question. I bugged Joe about this. Maybe you can answer the question. Hangman was the number one was ranked one. Swerve was ranked two. Yes. Why?
6: Why from a wins and losses perspective? Yeah. Uh, I think Hangman had one more match than Swerve had. I think.
3: Okay. I couldn't
6: I think. No, no, I'm sorry, back. I'm
3: sorry, I lied. I lied. I that's not why I was wrong. Swerve was one and hangman was two. That this is where the confusion was. We all thought hangman was one and swerve was two, but hang swerve was one. So why did swerve have to beat Hangman?
6: Was it something from the dealer's choice matches? I don't remember.
3: I, I don't either. I, I just we know Samoa
6: just... Joe was like you're both frauds.
4: <laughs> oh, that <laughs> okay. was he looks so mad. It was great. It's so great. I want him to hold the title. I want him to just keep it at revolution and let Heyman and Swerve cost each other the belt.
6: I want him to hold the title forever is my problem. So like there'll never be a good time for him to drop it. Like I just I love Samoa Joe so much. <laughs> I just want him to hold yeah. it forever. People were like he should hold it into uh, the Fightful show. People were like he should hold it until all in. And I was like, no, because if he's at all in, I'm gonna be like, he should just hold it till the next pay-per-view. Like, I love him. I love him so much.
3: You're basically you you are
4: the like he should just hold it forever. He should. He's a perfect champion. He can go in ring. He's done great promos. He's a he's self-aware. He's his media viable. outside of yeah, his media outside of wrestling is great with the interviews.
6: He's the best. He's the best. He's the best. Loves Mojo so much. It's worse time though. It's worse time
3: yeah i mean this would you add a strike like i said before joe can lose and he will not suffer at all because he's joe and he he'll go on a rampage having lost and it'll be hilarious now i am on a fucking burner
0: jesus christ
3: okay i have made like 20 unintentional puns it's 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 bad well, um, what if
6: joe is okada's incoming feud we talked about that that'd um, be a lot of fun that could be a really fun thing like joe loses the title he goes ballistic and then the first person he sees is Okada. That could be really fun. Um, he could feud with Hangman off of this. Like if Swerve sort of just wins and moves on. Um, so I, I think it, I think Joe being a transitional champion is is perfectly fine. I just, I love him. So I never want him to lose the title. See, I definitely don't say- want him to fucking vacate it. Like he did the ROH title. So.
4: You say it's Swerve's time. But I think Pro Wrestling has taught us that we can delay the story book ending for an- another year.
6: I feel like we shouldn't do that, actually. And you know what? I would say there's so many ways you'd play around with that for a while if I didn't think the next move was Will Ospreay winning the title at all in. Like Will Ospreay beating Swerve, who's had it for a few months rather than like a, a short reign from double or nothing to all in. Like, I feel like he should have a healthy reign. He debuted at Revolution two years ago. Like, that all just feels right. So. Um, that's that's why I think said, and he's just so over, like he's just so over capitalized
3: yeah, that's why he's got to go face Um. alright so that was our show, I'm going to now, since Kate, this is me running it so it's always a questionable how this goes uh, I'm going to let you guys plug your stuff we're going to do this ladies first, because Joe wouldn't do it that way he does not support women, Kate where can we find you?
4: I let you go first all the time
6: Listen, the idea is that the ladies are supposed to go first. You know what I'm saying? But you can follow me at Miss MissKateFabe on Twitter and TikTok and Instagrams on Instagram. You can catch me on Fightful Mondays on Select, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday on the main channel over there. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen with this press conference tomorrow. There's probably going to be a bunch of extra content coming out. Um, and you can catch me on my own YouTube channel at Miss MissKateFabe. On the YouTube as well. And you can catch me here. Wednesdays when I can be here. My boss isn't running to Vegas. For an emergency press conference.
3: (laughs) That's going to be an interesting one. Um, Joey Joe Joe. Joey Joe.
4: Well besides here on Wednesday nights. And on Saturday night. For our collider cast with Ryan. um, You can find me on the social media. At underscore Asian Joe. And in my bio, I have my link to my serial review blog. I finally did a new one this past weekend. So I have updated content for people to read.
6: Hell yeah. What one was it again?
4: Uh, Tricks loaded.
6: Loaded tricks. Okay, that's what I thought. Nice.
3: Spoiler, Joe did use plenty of innuendo. Um, In your endo? I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I read the innuendo. Um, you can find me on all our socials at Mark order pod. So please follow all our socials, go to our pro wrestling t stores, processing teas.com slash Mark order pod, buy yourself a fancy, fancy t-shirt again. So if you don't feel like typing that in, just go to the link tree in any of our socials at Mark order pod. And if you're sick of these guys, but you're like, Ryan, I really like you because you're special. You can follow my history blog here for history.com or at underscore here for history. All righty people. That was my quick plug. Now we're, this is the way Ryan ends the show. He tells you exactly what he's doing. But, oh, over you. The, oh yeah. There's <laughs> the outro overlay. Oh wait, I'll say, it. wait, I got to do this right. Cause we don't do this on Collider, but we'll do it here. Thank you. And who joined us in the tra- chat, Scott and Jesse, one LT photo pieces. Oh, uh,
6: the shade. We well, you it. know,
3: Jesse and I have a, have a rivalry. I know. Big G.
6: Um,
3: pieces. P- I said peace. Thank you guys for all joining us and chatting. That's been a lot of fun. Scott George down there Come Tricks Loaded. Slow and White. I don't think Slow was Sloan tonight, tonight. I don't think White was here tonight. But White Sloan Sloan is and here time to time, time.
6: Yeah. And I was going to say, I'm just looking in the, the comments because yeah. I wasn't here.
3: So <laughs> and White deserves it because Sloan White is here often enough. So thank you all for joining us. And we are going to say. Goodbye, as I put on this outro, because I don't know how to do that.
1: This is the Mark Order Podcast.